Dun, 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 dun. Hello, good people. Your heart beating? It's pitter pattering. <laughs> well, welcome, listeners and Donald. It's the Holy Ooh. Hour, the All Cure podcast. And boy, is it an epic night. Welcome. How's it going, Donald? Fucking fantastic, man. Cool, cool. Thanks for joining me on this big night. This is like the uh, the Super Bowl of our podcast. I think this is the <laughs> this is the uh, Oscars ceremony of uh, <laughs> of the Holy Hour. Uh, we are here. We made it to disintegration. The, the uh, often regarded as the epic, most uh, pivotal album by a lot of people. And uh, either way, I think it's a it's a milestone and <laughs> something that. I feel like I should have champagne or something. I'm clearly not drunk enough or I should be drunker. I don't even know. I was like, like you're saying, my heart was pounding too. I don't even, I don't want to blow this one, but at the same time, I want to treat it like every album could give it a little more like perspective and rational thought, you know? I wish I could. I wish I could think of a, a really good sports analogy. Like, yeah, <laughs> lacing up for the. Uh, it's like the Winter Olympics or something. Pow- powdering <laughs> up for the uneven bars. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Either way, it's a big night, and I think we're off to a great start. So. I'm wearing a. I'm wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Got a, a whole row of champagne and a tuxedo. We've got six TVs on, all playing videos of the carrier, uh, <laughs> and uh, and a pile full of notes. So what, what were we, we have everything we want to share. We've been the main bottom line of like shock value for us, even coming into this world of disintegration. It dawned on us that um, it, this will be 29 years of of listening Jeez. to disintegration for us. And uh, you know what's fucked up. What's that? Robert was 29. Ah! I didn't even realize that. It is 29 years oh later. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shit, dude. <laughs> More conspiracies. <laughs> they just fucking clicked. We got to get 29 people on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, that's, but yeah, that's saying, pretty fucked before, up, man. And I mean, I guess with all the other albums we'd been listening to, for for 29 years too but like for me i guess before i introduced you this one but like uh, this one was more epic because it came out in the time and um like i kind of touched on it in the last episode and we touched on it a lot in the very first episode of the holy hour so if anyone's not just joining us i apologize in advance but uh to catch everybody (laughs) up on who we are what's going on around here um yeah we've been listening since 1989 1988 88 i got into them so i've been like waiting for this album to come out and like even looking at the timeline now for my own cureness i was like wow i went like really like just gobbled up everything because it must have been like the tail end of 87 maybe when i got into them and then had like all yeah. of 88 to kind of obsess over them and get all their albums leading up to this and then uh disintegration came out and um our sixth grade year also the year that i met donald Mrs. Stewart's class and uh, oh, in Stafford, Virginia, and uh, yeah. we we uh, struck up a friendship pretty pretty quick in the year. I feel like we all started hanging out with our little group of buddies there, and uh, and yeah, and we were just kind of got big on music right around then, and we're you know always talking some kind of music, and uh, 
you were definitely fond of the uh, the metal bands around that era. <laughs> you had the, yeah. Def, the Def Leppard shirt and the Guns N' Roses was a big thing right around then. So uh, fuck yeah. So um so yeah, I was kind of uh like man, you gotta get into some some other shit. And then like what's what we talked about in the first episode? We like, we couldn't even remember <laughs> what what it was that I gave to you because I'm such a mixed dude. I was like, how did I not give you a Cure mix and. Uh, after about two and a half hours of discussing it out, out loud, we came to the conclusion. I was like, oh, yeah, it was just a copy of Disintegration was the first thing. So you don't have that tape anymore, do you? That would be a hard I don't one. know. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> I do. Like, I, I'm i pretty sure I do. I have, like, all of my tapes. Um, Damn. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. But, but uh, I've, I've made so many copies. Yeah. Like, and you probably the, copied yeah. over it once you bought it and shit. You know, everything was like recyclable <laughs> no, I, back in those days. I don't know. I didn't do a lot of that. Like, I always yeah. like to, like, like, nope, this is a thing. Like, it should be respected. I listened to it a bunch of times. And, yeah. like, it's its its own thing now. <laughs> yeah. Especially with, like, music <laughs> and, and uh, dubbing tapes and stuff. But,. Yeah, I think it was disintegration, like yeah, because I can't. Which is a bit crazy I, in hindsight. I'm kind of like, what? How the fuck did we not like? That's bold. Give you, yeah, like I must have just been like, fine. Here, you got to hear this album. It just came out. It's so great, <laughs> you know. But like, like but part yeah. of me thinks it's like standing on the beach or whatever. Like, yeah, it seems like it would have had to have been. I mean, I think I played a lot of those around you because I remember even like playing that at the sixth grade party. And everyone made fun of me. <laughs> You're like, fuck that. Put some Def Leppard on. It's <laughs> like, God damn it. Someday you'll understand. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it makes more sense, maybe. Or even, like, I think we probably said in that first episode, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, side A was, like, more misfits. And then, like, side B, I just threw, like, most of Disintegration on it or something like that. You know, like, as a little, oh, like, if you make I, it I, to side two, here's a little something. <laughs> like a non-pushy way of doing it, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I pray to Satan that I have a, a mixtape a mixtape somewhere in a box where it's, like, one side is misfits and one side <laughs> is, like, disintegration. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, they've been on the same mixtape before. Yeah, for sure, and it would have fit But you were, like, meeting you, like, uh, without, you know, when we were in the sixth grade or whatever, um, like, you, you were an assault of, of information and, like, music and... It just like it was like a punch to the face so it's like it's all kind of a some of it's kind of a blur yeah man i mean it's such a small <laughs> like memory gap wise because it's just like time too yeah like how much we just crammed yeah. in that time and and just weird too like from my perspective i wasn't going through some huge like musical moment as a child but i guess i was and didn't even realize it but it was just like snagging your brother's tapes and kind of like eh, cool i was like just starting to learn to play like keyboards and piano and stuff but it was yeah. like not like any like just woke up one day and was like had to find as much music as possible it was very gradual you know like so. it, like an example of that is uh pretty much a majority that i've known you but especially when we were kids <laughs> Yeah. Um, pretty much every week there'd be a mixtape, <laughs> right. and it was like a copy over another tape. Yeah. And and or a VHS, right. like a blank VHS of, of something that like Gavin recorded for me, yeah. and it's like he was like always like, dude, you gotta check this out. Like, 
<laughs> and yeah. you've, you, you've always been like that. That's crazy. Yeah. 29 years 29 later. 29 years, yeah. You're like, like, check this shit out. Like, <laughs> we're still talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I had the biggest mixtape collection. <laughs> it's it's all like, just I don't even like, listen to any of this crap. But I, I just feel like, you know, even if there's one but song I on so it. Much. Yeah, there's always just something so to much. share. You know, I still feel that Fuck way. Yeah. But, it's a little it tougher as you get older, and there's just so many outlets for it now that it's like, I don't know, you could just like punch in any of these bands in like five seconds and hear them, you know, with the computers and shit, you know. But it's yeah, like, totally. So, like, back then it was a little bit more of a treasure hunt for sure. And uh, because mm-hmm. so, yeah. now people, people like text me shit, like friends, mm-hmm. and like, yo, check this, uh, check this band out or whatever. And I'm like, yo, dope, okay, and it's so click on the link. I yeah. literally just have to like pull up, you know, pull up their text and like hit, put my yeah, thumb yeah. to it. Like, <laughs> like sometimes it's like fifty-fifty if I, if like, I oh, even ever got five albums and they're from Australia and you know, just like bam, <laughs> it's like Jesus, that was like three years worth of research. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to move my thumb. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> just close the window. <laughs> but uh, so, but and, yeah, I mean, it, and now this is the when disintegration came out. It was like. The complete opposite of how it is now, when it's just a flick of the thumb. Yeah, and it was well, uh, in a sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was an epic one because I was definitely anticipating it, and like, like I remember like having like just it was weird even today. Like I tried to like harness all my earliest disintegration memories, and today like I tell because I remember like my mom taking me on the day of, and it was the first one I bought the day of, and I've. Actually totally. kept that streak going my whole life. Every new release of a Cure album I bought on the day of the release, but um, <laughs> so beautiful, <laughs> so, no, so, so dirty. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but that one I was like racing to get there, and I remember just like my heart pounding because I'd only heard Fascination Street and Babel from the single, and um, I knew like a couple kids, like older kids, Jeff Butler's friends, were had been talking a little bit of trash about it. They're like, yeah, Fascination Street's not that good, and. The cover's really... Always their older stuff. Yeah, yeah. The cover's kind of stupid because it has Robert on the cover and it should be the band and all this. I'm like, what? They fucking sold out. Yeah, so I was kind of like... And I remember distinctly like going to like... uh, the record shop and I walked past the new releases and went straight to the care section and I panicked because I didn't have it in there. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you, fuck. You I, didn't I know. missed it. Yeah, I was just a little wee little boy. You know? <laughs> I was you like, dummy. I was like, I guess they don't have it, mom. And like, my mom was like, well, fuck that. Let's go see. <laughs> she was like, a take charge kind of woman. So she's just like, this care album. You got, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And there's like a whole wall of them lined up. But I mean, I think I'd walked past it too because I was anticipating like, just a full on like picture <laughs> you of Robert wiping Smith. tears away from yeah. your eyes. <laughs> like like and your mom's like talking to some employee. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's right yeah. over there. I got it. And, uh, yeah, so it was great. And I snagged it and I was like, thought the cover was cool as shit as soon as I saw it. I was like, this is the one people were talking about. This is awesome. This looks so cool. And uh and uh yeah, and then like the big uh you know, had to wait while she went shopping. That was the deal. Is that she'd buy me an album? Well, I just hung out with her while she clothes shopped and stuff. So I just <laughs> sat in the corner like a little little kid in the clothes rack almost, you know, and like re- read all the the lyrics and shit before I even got to hear it. So that was pretty magical. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a, a weird early memory. And I remember that one just meaning so much because I just knew that this <laughs> was the most current thing ever. Everything up until that point had been like, you know what, like 
10 years worth of back catalog you know that had to go yeah. through, which is quite a weird for a band you know like to have it's that like, much it's happening it's happening to me like it's coming out yeah when i know about it and and even this it's like in leading into actual disintegration talk this is their eighth album you know and that's yeah, even that's not counting like standing on the beach or japanese whispers or a lot of the you know even boys don't cry versus three measure boys kind of counts as two albums almost i mean they're like completely yeah. different so i mean this is pretty far into their career and i had like no real concept of that as a kid you know it's like holy shit yeah. just the idea that arguably a lot of people say this is their best album coming in at their eighth release that's like so weird you know and uh yeah so yeah it did drop on it dropped on may 2 <laughs> <laughs> or may 2nd as i like to say 1989 so it was a nice spring baby um a right, lot of good things happen in may yeah it's a good time i got and, married in may yeah yeah and i know tons of people yeah. yeah, like May's always like a good like lovey month. Yeah, like good birthdays and such. So uh, yeah, yeah just I a think lot of sp- people get married in May, you know, and yeah. it's just like it's always nice, you know. Mm-hmm. And speaking of marriage, Robert got married the year before to Mary, mm-hmm. longtime girlfriend, in uh, the August before all that. So we'll kind of factor all that into what's going on before they recorded Disintegration. But uh, so yeah, he's newly married. He's also 29 years old, so uh, he'll be 30 by the time this album comes out. So yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, a lot that of shit really that struck me for some reason. Like I already the 29 years you know, old like, thing. Yeah, like yeah. Him, that that too. I just realized that uh, on the podcast, but I was yeah, thinking yeah. about it today. Of just like, God damn, he was 29 when he did this shit. And, mm-hmm. like, and anytime I do, and yeah, it's. And it's funny, and we'll oh. get into that with like the themes and shit. That's definitely one of them that carries through the whole album, obviously. But um, just like how epic he even made that. I mean, I think all of us and our group of friends and everybody was kind of like, you know, everybody's probably like, oh my God, 20s are over, 30s. But once you're past it, you kind of realize how like dubious that was. And then you worry about 40, and then <laughs> you're always worried about the next 10 bracket, I guess. But like looking back now, I'm like, what? He has distinct quotes of being like, everybody's like masterpiece has been recorded before they turn 30. The care has to put out yeah. their master. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, it's like you've, crazy. you've done this a bunch already. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, you have about four that can like be considered fucking, a masterpiece. And, when you're like 24, you're banging out fucking masterpieces. Yeah. Like. And, and just the idea of 30, I didn't really, I don't really care enough about any other band to look up how old they are when which album came out, but I'm be willing to bet that a lot of people have put out some great shit in their 30s for sure. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> so, dude. It's like, I'm not quite sure I agree with his philosophy on that, but if it got him in the right frame of mind, God bless it. Yeah. I mean, that's just the mind of an artist, yeah. you know, just like, have I done it? Will I ever? Yeah, yeah. It's now or never. You know, like the, the one great work. Yeah. Like, but but it's like, you know, then, you know, fucking 80 years later after right. they pass, they look at everything they've ever done as a fucking masterpiece. And they're like oh, yeah. toiling, like, you know, like, I, I can do better or I fucked up. Yeah. Oh. And just like on to the next. And like, ah, that's not right. And I fucked oh, up. Yeah, and, for sure. You I'm know. sure there's stuff about this he would pick apart still, you know. But Yeah, but but like you've like left a wake of. Hell beautiful yeah. shit and then you're banging out this fucking gem like yeah what a place to be in life and he was like uh. right there in it yeah so, oh, it was very, so yeah he's right there in it man. <laughs> it's like the pivotal moment and uh 
And I think so of just amazing. getting into the buildup of it too is, um, you know, if we stretch the storyline back, we always kind of love to give a little backstory as we go into why, what led to what with these Cure albums. And, um, and they were in such a weird spot because they had been around. They're already kind of like the third version of themselves at this point anyway. You totally, know, yeah. they've already like kind of reinvented themselves a couple of times at least. And, uh, and then with Kiss Me, Kiss Me coming out right before it, that's such a weird one because they're coming off of like sold out world tours, mass commercial success, you know, and like just actually selling tons of records, you know, like eventually. Like Kiss Me Slade. Yeah. Like they they like, slung some records. Yeah. Man. And they totally did that great thing of like where, you know, he has the history of the, the super dark shit. Then they did those pop singles with like, let's go to bed and love cats. And then they merged it together for head on the door. And then they took it up like yeah. on steroids for kiss me, but they proved that they can be gloomy as shit and fucking crank out pop hits, you know? And that pop side like went to the max as we talked about and kiss me, you know, to the point of like, and it worked. Yeah. Even some wavering, like even charm, like you're man. like not being too comfortable with why can't I be you? And <laughs> why hot, yeah. hot, hot, and shit and that blows up he's like certified pop star by this point you know where he's got the fucking tiger beat interviews and doing cutesy shit like, like if you look up like i'm pictures, huge in asia <laughs> yeah you look up like <laughs> pictures of robert it's always like the goofiest one is always from like kiss me era where he's like sitting on like a bed of pillows with like an inflatable heart or something or a box of chocolates or something you know, like, it's just like totally. what the fuck was he doing in this interview you know but it's like you can tell you're he's just doing that. he's doing the things that made disintegration yeah exactly and that, that's what <laughs> yeah. it is man and it's like so quick after this you could see like what i kind of jotted down is like the four main themes that lead to disintegration and you know just the natural path of a dude like robert smith and a band like the cure so i think that's yes. pretty cool and they're just fucking exhausted from that pop world it's kind of like the uh struck me as like careful what you ask for kind of situation too because they were yeah, like because they didn't you know sell out by any means for kiss me or any of the pop stuff that they did they always were weird enough i felt like or even like why can't i be used like it's still a fucking weird song that's why it wasn't like a top five pop hit but it you know <laughs> it got them in that yeah. world and got the foot in the door kind of thing and but then it is like that careful what you ask for because then every they're just going to constantly want that and everybody's going to want that from the cure and then uh, you see where disintegration, the seeds are planted where he's, you know, we've seen this over and over doing all the albums of like, if nothing else, he loves to just fucking throw the, you know, whole thing out the window and like do what nobody would expect for the next album. And and I think he's doing that here. <laughs> so. But yeah, like you said, it's like you did it to yourself and like. Yeah. And I think. and And like the kiss me thing was like that whole record that whole tour like they're playing huge venues like and they had to be making like fucking like 800 it's like 500 800 thousand dollars a night yeah like playing that. those big fucking places who knows but yeah i mean it's and it's only gonna get no, i read up on some shit man okay, like, okay. I was like, like, like dude, what you gonna do i guess sounds right <laughs> <laughs> like that's why they were doing all that shit because yeah. they were making fucking tons of money and oh, like, yeah, I'm sure. they did it i mean and they were fun that was a huge tour yeah um 
and and it's weird too the things that I read and you, I don't know if you still and, and that's a, that's hard you know that takes yeah. its toll on people you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it could lead to all these feelings yeah like uh, that go into disintegration and its theme and topic and uh you know mm-hmm. like totally. it, it all goes into it and before that and I especially like with someone that he wants to uh, like emotional wise like relationship wise like someone that he wants to marry yeah that he does Right. And and like doing shit like that has to put such a huge strain on even the healthiest of good relationships, you know, like uh, you can yeah. get through it the best you can. But there's going to be some bullshit. Right. Um, yeah. And there's even some know, level of like by saying the relationship thing with him getting married after being done with like kiss me. It's kind of like kiss me. And it's success is almost like the when you get the. uh the raise at your job and you're like we'll get married honey after we've <laughs> really established this like the whole fucking yeah. machine is in like top form and like yep. financial and the, stability and then the next raise you get a boat yeah. or something you know it's like <laughs> but, moving and, up in the ranks in Robert's of case, life it's like now that we've got married and there's financial stability I'm gonna do the weirdest darkest fucking album <laughs> It's like I'm going back to my roots. Yeah, so I mean that's what I kind of I came up with more even shit that's buried in the concept, the concept <laughs> albums of disintegration. That, but uh, I, I felt like it was worth noting, like at least these four mm-hmm. kind of things. And you can tell me if you agree with them or not. But um, of like things that quickly emerged coming off the heels of like Kiss Me Tour and success and all that before he even like sits down to really start writing disintegration demos. And it was basically like we said, just coming off the pop stardom and the pressures of doing that. Like, well, what would be next if we did another like Kiss Me 2.0? That would be like, God, it would either. Yeah, that would have been fucking dumb. Yeah, like just and, just a rehash shitty version of. Yeah, and you know, yeah. it's like, and on some level, and and we said in passing, and we can go into that more later when we talk about Wish. But in a sense, Wish almost seems like it should have been the logical follow up to Kiss Me because it's kind of the same thing but toned down and a little more curified you know but like yeah totally because it has both you know it's kind of like it's got some dark shit and it's got like the massive like poppy fraud him in love so that kind of if that would have been the next album they probably would have been even like more gigantic really but at the same time i'm glad they went this route all the critics (laughs) would have been like i expected this yeah exactly the label would have been happy (laughs) as shit but (laughs) but yeah the critics are like oh here they go same formula but um so coming off of (laughs) that and then of course like we said with the the age thing being epic to him and you know as it should be and um and then the predictability factor and you know as always like we saw him after pornography fell apart you know nobody expected let's go to bed you know <laughs> and yeah. so you see that a couple of times and robert's like train of thought you could tell the way where he just kind of likes to spin it you know where it looks like well yeah that, i need anybody making that much money and doing that good would not fuck up the formula at that point but he's like i'm totally gonna fuck I've, it up <laughs> yeah I, I've, I've i've read him like um read some shit that he was like some interviews or something and he was he basically said the same thing like talking about um I think like a love song mm-hmm. and he's comparing it to uh, putting out let's go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so and weird. it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, man, I guess. Yes, like, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's funny you said that. Cause yeah, I wrote down a quote of his. We'll talk about that when we get the specific love song, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know if it was quite, let's go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe in your world while you're making this super gloomy album but uh yeah that's but, what i liked because he's like in his head yeah and 
and of course, like everything we're talking about, everything we're talking about now is it's in his head. Coming it from was that once head. in, yeah, it's once in that head, you know. Uh-huh. And that leadership mold on this album in particular is strange because. It was definitely there, I think, probably more um, around Head on the Door when you can tell it becomes a shift of like, all right, I got and this vision. These are some songs. We're, we're making this happen. And, you know, like while there is a lot of input from the band members, and we'll get into that even with Disintegration, but like right. you could tell they all like, like whatever, Robert, you just fucking steer the boat. and You know, like we're, gonna, we're yeah, on board. We're, we're your fucking crew. But at the same time, you know, he's definitely – this is happening and and even segueing into that when he I did have the also fourth point that we'll hit on <laughs> was Lowell's situation and <laughs> and that's a little more debatable because we all know this is not a good era for Lowell <laughs> this is uh, founding member time if you read the book Cured you definitely know all about it but uh, Lowell's problem is just getting worse and worse at this point and um and kind of paired at this point before we do a short little bit. We, like we said, we don't really want to dwell on Lowell too much because, you know, everybody knows the story and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. But um, I think also paired with the idea that Rogers officially asked to join the band right after Kiss Me Tour kind of has to be super obvious that we're like, oh, yeah, we're also making this really awesome keyboardist and piano player a full-time member of the band <laughs> so it's like come Poor on Lowell. man when he saw that dude come in he was like fuck was like, there's a lot of keyboards on disintegration but you know not that many fucking keyboards <laughs> or he should have been able to make it work but that's a whole other discussion like, in itself but uh lol's losing like using two fingers to play and this guy has like five keyboards like like, hooked up all together and he's playing with all of his fingers it's like it's like Like, even if i didn't have a little situation going on i would be probably chugging some bottles of wine if that was good i was like oh fuck fuck, it's like that's not gonna help you not drink being in that situation uh, we'll get we'll get back to poor lol but um all Uh, these factors and more i think channel into um how this was all spawned on the idea that Robert just sat down, wrote all these super fucking depressing songs and had them ready to go so much in the sense that he even addressed the band, apparently saying, um, I'm going to probably just do this as a solo album. Cause there's no way you guys are probably going to be into it and want to do it. But then they heard them and they're like, fuck that. We want to be, it. you know, plus I'm sure they're like, you know, part of a successful band. That's just, did a world tour <laughs> like why would they say no to any crap he brought to him you know <laughs> but 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 yet though mm-hmm. like they all had some fuck off money oh yeah yeah because the whole band like they all had them yeah like they're all kind of set from that fucking tour because yeah. that was back when bands did make, make <laughs> a pretty penny on tours like yeah like so they had fuck off money yeah. where they could go like they could and they were in their same age range like in the late 20s early 30s they could have been like no i'm gonna go do this yeah and they all could have legit could have gone and probably done some things and still had like careers you know be it in art or music true um and it didn't sound like he was like like, trying to even rule out the cure altogether but he was just something he wanted to do as a side thing maybe because he thought they wouldn't be into it because they didn't fit his cure songs at that point because 
Yeah, but I mean, and just the smart factor of them were like, yeah, they're like, we can play this. This is cool. And I I think just because the songs are so damn good that you wouldn't be like listening to like something like Last Dance and be like, I don't want to play on that. (laughs) I bet Simon was like, fuck yeah, we're getting back into some (laughs) shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like probably all of them were like, let's do it. And uh, that's why I I think the trust factor was probably there. They're just like, whatever. How could you not trust what Robert's bringing to the table at this point? Totally. I mean. So so they all are on board and they bring the first round of demos to Boris's house, which sounds like a epic couple months there and awesome listen like that's so dope it's so dope it's that like out in devon i believe and uh they just like a country home and that he had bought and they just did super rough demos the first round but everybody was bringing in their shit too um which was cool because it was so close to being a full-on robert solo album but then you know by the end they said they had like 32 demos of like all stuff from people oh. in the band and uh it's all drum machine shit yeah and it's just fucking like ah uh. super weird and i'm assuming some of those even like the the robert smith demos are the ones that are the actual ones on the um disintegration reissue you said you had listened to that um yeah and then like i think most of them are like probably the second or first rounds here i don't think these first rounds of demos at boris's house but they did like a second round at boris's house too where they recorded them a little better and it's crazy how similar they are to the real songs they really did just kind of nail it pretty quick i think (laughs) it's kind of strange there's no real fucking around it's funny like i felt like a lot of the like riffs that we all know by heart will all be like one note off or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's just like, it wasn't quite there, you know? It's like, it almost sounds like if you're trying to just play it a little wrong, maybe, but, but, um, but they, they, they seem so like set from like, yeah, the, the fucking second, mm-hmm. the second he wrote them to the second, like they were put on tape. Yeah. And like working with Boris, like, I, I think like solidified. Yeah. Um, cause Boris can just like handle those expansive beats and like, yeah. Um, the expansiveness of the songs like beautifully. And I, I, I think that really like constructed like kind of the mood of the album. Yeah, for sure. It you has know? a lot to do with it. All of them just being like such great yeah. team and, Cause he's just like, what do you want? Like, yeah. all right, and just like nails it, like fucking like two. Yeah, and he, yeah, even ter- like the demos uh, where you hear like the, how good he is. Yeah, like the drum machine, <laughs> and it is kind of the same beat, but like if you just like play like a really awesome version of this, you know, he like he nails it exactly. It's, like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And a cool thing, and a lot of the uh, the stuff that I pulled from, I did. I want to say there's like a really weird. Uh, um roger had posted a thing like i think it was around 2005 or he just wrote out all his disintegration memories it was when the reissue came out and uh it was just super thorough and like really cool and he answered a bunch of questions at the end and then it just like really disappeared from everything and i was like ah shit i meant to just save that or somehow and uh disappeared Mm. recently right by chance somebody posted it on something and i was able to snag it and reread it all um, I don't know if it's going to stick around. It is very clear at the bottom that he says he doesn't want it reproduced or po- posted anywhere without permission and stuff like that. So I won't link to it. But if you're anybody who wants to really, you know, send me an email, I'll tell you where you can find it. <laughs> but uh, but it's right. cool because it is like straight from him. And he had a lot of really cool insight on a lot of this type of stuff, too, where he said uh, – said the really cool thing too with like when they say everybody brought shit in i kind of assumed that like 
Simon would just have like a bass line. That's it. He's like, oh, this is cool. But it was like pretty much the full songs. And he said that yeah. nobody really fucked with anybody else's stuff by like changing them too much on any of the songs. Mm-hmm. So like whatever they brought was kind of like they would add parts to them and stuff, but they never would really change too much, which was there. And I was a little surprised on some of the ones that I was able to decipher of who brought what. Because I felt like with uh, Kiss Me, we kind of could pick apart. Maybe we were wrong. We were speculating for sure. But you could kind of <laughs> hear who maybe would have brought a certain part or a certain song yeah. in. And uh, as we go through each track, maybe I'll uh, see if you have any tip-offs or guesses on who brought what. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. I like the idea of it being more of a collaborative album than you might even think at that point. You would kind of just think it's like Robert's baby, you know? Yeah, but... It's that whole demo demoing yeah. stage that I think like <clears throat> you know, when you start to prepare something like a piece of music. Yeah. You know, and you, you just get like, you know, the right people and everyone's comfortable and good at what they do and nice and except for Lowell. Yeah. But <laughs> but um like what a good environment to like and they spent like months. Yeah. Like like it wasn't like we did it in a week, and then next thing you know, yeah. I mean, it's like not they, an absurd. They spend some time, time on it, time, and yeah. it, and it comes across as like, yeah, just a perfectly executed record, you know? Yeah, in the grand scheme of records, yeah, sure. you know what I mean? Totally, yeah. And it makes me think now with a spinoff question I was going to try to save for later with you, but uh, the idea of like <laughs> we touched on it, one of the main like going back to a darker album. I don't think it's any big uh, spoiler that Disintegration's a pretty dark or you know, sad album, <laughs> but, uh, but it was a conscious effort. And he, you know, flat out said that he wanted to go back yeah. to the darker shit and yeah. like tap into that at least, if not try to do that exactly the same. And it kind of makes me wonder with what you just said of like, because those early albums were done so fast and just like plowed through, I forget what like faith in pornography. Where I remember like seventeen seconds was like ridiculous, pretty fast. quick. But yeah, I think it's just like, like we, a month in the studio or something at the yeah. most. But um, you kind of wonder like coming even, in fresh with no songs. Yeah, yeah, and coming out with like, a record in a month. So if you have like a <laughs> done a, a very slick demo <laughs> or just like a good, well thought out demoed couple times through album and you had more time to do with it even back then i wonder if something right, like right. faith would have been drastically different if he had had the resources and time and, Two and patience yeah so i mean it's something to think about with that for sure but uh so yeah that like sorry what you're saying i want to say and and something with that i think that length of time too that it took to prepare for the record um because I think they they did have to like kind of like reconvene as a band and like regroup, yeah, and restructure and like, um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they, they like like any like if you go on a really long vacation, it's always smart to take <laughs> right. like a, like a day off after so you can yeah. like uh and like just take a shit in your own toilet and yeah, yeah. Anybody regroup and then that- get back to work. Anybody like, you're in that car ride with, you don't want to talk to for at least a week or something. You know? Yeah, you know, like your own wife, you're just like, I don't want to see you for like a fucking day. Yeah, like, right. I love you, but. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure. But I, I think it's 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 that kind of uh, moment where they have to like, whew, yeah. and regroup and they're getting back to work. Yeah. 
And it sounds like it was all pretty fun again with like all the band getting together to do all that. It sounded like they had a blast doing the demos and shit. Yeah. And like, and especially like seeing Roger's perspective, how it kind of, and maybe it was because he was the new guy still at these, where he had the only <laughs> totally. part that kind of was a little different than like what would Robert stuff, you know, stuff from the books and that I would read. But, uh, but it did sound like mostly like the band was having a great time and everybody was getting along. Lowell was having a little too good of a time and like but then Robert like made like and we a, fucking did it, <laughs> yeah, right? Success. But um but Is this what it is? Is this what you wanted, Robert? Because of because <laughs> of that deliberate effort to go back to the dark shit, Robert apparently and he says it, you know, all over the place that he was even just deliberately becoming a dick and trying to like isolate himself from the band and just get into like a frame of mind to record a horror, you know, like a just a really heavy album like that. Are you gonna say like a horror show? Horror show, <laughs> yeah. Like, because I mean, if everybody's having fun, they're able to just kind of crank it out, but they don't really, you know what I mean? And I feel like I don't know, dude. And, you know, he's kind of the dude, so I feel like it makes sense. But he s- sounded like he was even apologizing almost in some of these like articles where he talked about, where he's like, yeah, it's kind of a unintentional you know like or intentional even kind of a dick where i just disconnected from the band they'd all be having a great time and hanging out and, and i would just get moody as shit and you know. and this 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 ties in with something that uh i was thinking about uh-huh. is uh his lsd revisit usage yeah uh throughout his life almost like the, he's always taken fucking acid and with disintegration like a bunch of shit I read up on. Yeah, he was he was like going dick deep. Yeah, and it was weird because it kind of varied from what what you read. But people did say this was kind of yeah. a relapse time where he hadn't been doing that from like head on the door and kiss me. Yeah, but then he kind of went. Shows in like he used it to cope. Yeah, it is just like. Yeah, and I kind of read that crazy. it was like kind of a relapse since, and he wanted to channel so much of like that pornography era that that's what he was kind of doing not to take the you know run the ship into the beach or whatever kind of analogy you want to use but like just to get into that overly heavy frame of mind and not the pop sensibility yeah and uh it's just like i want to make a horror show i need to start doing acid again yeah so maybe and uh and like like getting into when they go into the actual studio outside studios which would later become hook it explains his actions yeah in his interviews you know yeah totally and and he's like someone that's like picking their brain apart with acid right (laughs) or just getting somewhere (laughs) going he's like i was just quiet to everyone it's like yeah because you're tripping balls the whole time (laughs) Like you're fucking. Even when it's everybody else is just drinking wine, and he's probably like staring at his feet, you know. And he's, you know, it's like, I've you've never done acid. I've done acid like like ten times maybe, like when I was young, and like Uh I couldn't imagine, like, (laughs) like like some brains are meant for acid. Yeah, (laughs) And, and I and I know like a few like. You know, some really intelligent together fucking just badass people that do acid. Yeah. You know, not like, go go to the fish show and do acid, but just, like, do acid every once in a while. And, like, some of the smartest motherfuckers, and they can connect things beautifully, like, big thoughts. Yeah. Um, And I always, and it made me think of just, like, well, how could you, like, do acid your whole life and get to the point where you're, like, 
30 making disintegration. Right. And yeah, like what kind of brain does that take to I think he's a um to do that and and that's when I think it's someone that's like a special flower like Robert. <laughs> some yeah. kind of, you don't get one of those like, every day, you know? it's like, yeah. like and that's why there's like some goofy interviews and yeah. shit. Like like he's on a different fucking plane, like Yeah. And you don't know how much and how often or what. But yeah, like if you know who knows. He's got some was, big quantum brain. It was just like yeah. he, he's existing in different time frames all at the same <laughs> right. like different timelines all I'm at the same time. I'm living six lives right now. It's like yeah. all right, <laughs> you know, just like, keep making great music. Because <laughs> uh, I was keep really doing listening what to you're doing. It's not it's working. <laughs> yeah, because I was like listening to disintegration a lot this week and like Blasting it, listen, like on a good stereo, listening to it on headphones, yeah, like different on vinyl and cassette, like and uh, just to take it all in, and and I was thinking the whole time of like he's doing a lot of acid doing all this, and like <laughs> totally, it's amazing. It like I yeah, it it, it it and it shows what a good record is it, it that. That disintegration is because I listened to it with a new ear. Yeah, no and I listened to, to this record a gabillion times. Yeah, twenty nine years I've listened to this record, <laughs> and and I, I found a new angle. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, it's always cool. that's amazing. And it's all just because I found I was like, oh, you was doing a lot of acid when you do this. Check that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like, uh, yeah. and and even going back to something as minute as this, like a specific decision was made to record in like the countryside in the autumn at, you know, where it's like rainy as fuck and dark at 4 PM, you know? And it's like, and no matter what, I feel like anyone takes away a cure fan or not from this album. If you listen to it, I feel like you have to give them credit for nailing a mood. You know, I feel like it's the most cohesive fucking record ever recorded in a sense, you know, or just like, his first note all the way through, you just you're in this like vision of like you know colors and swimming in it, you know, and it's like it's it's a it's a it, it's a drop in a deep pool, yeah, and it's which is something that comes up thematically and on the album cover, yeah, like he's it's, looking up from like under the water with right. lily pads and shit, like he's in it, yeah, and you're in it, he's <laughs> like come come drown with me, yeah. you know, and like, <laughs> like it's so inviting as far as box number one of like mood and atmosphere, it's like nailed mm-hmm. it, check that off, like they fucking. Nailed that for sure. You're just, just with the, like, you're just in that world. Yeah, like from the second, and and even the first second, it's silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll like go. like, check the volume every time you start. Oh that yeah. Method. You never know yeah. how loud it's gonna blast in. I love it. Oh, it's, it's so like a, it's, it's beautiful. A, it's genius, and it's a trick to just get you to crank it up because you're like, oh, is it too quiet? And you hear the ding 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 ding. It's like genius but we'll get to track by track here in a minute but uh (laughs) here's something too i was thinking like while we're kind of on the topic of going back to the dark era and channeling that kind of thing for recording process of this album um it's weird because as a kid i never because i kind of got the whole lump sum as we did you know like i definitely didn't pick up early that that's what he was trying to go back to in any way. Like to me, yeah. it was just like, I don't know. Sometimes they're sad as shit. Sometimes they're fun. It's just, just why they're awesome. And this just happened to be a <laughs> yeah. sad album, but 
I never musicianship was till much later even and even not really until doing this podcast kind of really thought about like would this if this is a band that I was following since day one would have disintegration seemed like oh he's just trying to do something again and I, I don't feel like it's that way at all but I mean he's kind of flat out saying he was trying to do that but I feel like they it's just like matured that- and were such a different band by this point that you know what I mean? It's like it See, doesn't feel like he's trying to do something old here. Did did it to you? Or do, I mean, what do you think on that? <laughs> I think you're in the realm of quantum cure, <laughs> like where, like, because he is experiencing multiple timelines. Yeah, as we are mm-hmm. experiencing oh, his timeline. Yeah. And he's literally making a purposeful act, yeah, to recreate some some uh, shit from his past or yeah. his present or his future. We don't know. Yeah, it's strange. That's heavy as fuck. It is heavy, man. <laughs> it's, it's fucking genius too. I'm like, I love it because because I mean, it really feels like like something that's just like pulling like. Uh, I'm <laughs> like citing it or re- referencing it. It never feel, and I'm sure it's just boiled down to they just happen to be a great band in their stride at this moment. So of course Ooh. they're not rehashing anything, you know. But no, but he's pulling it up, and it's weird because it makes me think getting that space. Yeah, and it's weird because I never even thought that that anything on that sounds. I mean, obviously there's stuff that sounds like those dark hairs, but I never thought it sounded regurgitated or like oh he used that same trick on Faith or totally. not, you know what I mean? It's like they, stuff he's, ne- of, he's never done that shit. Yeah, and it's strange. So I don't that's know. crazy. Just, Most people fucking find that one thing that like the audience clicks on and they're like, well, I'm gonna do that a oh, million hell times. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, they would just be Ooh. making fucking you know just like heaven a whole album worth if they'd been like any other yeah. pop band in the world they would have just put out 12 songs that sound exactly like just like heaven exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but i mean none of that you know that's weird and even looking for it like big time half the lessons i did preparing for this on top of the listens i would have just listened to anyway were <laughs> like uh yeah. um just really trying to dig pornography references out and stuff because he even said there's like tons of little clues in there. He's like, a lot of them got edited out, but he, apparently there was supposed to be more like Easter eggs, as people say nowadays, you know, <laughs> like little throwbacks and shit that were more like deliberate sequel kind of things. That's probably better they did get nine. That would have gotten kind of goofy if you started to throw that in. But so, yeah, the band had a pretty good feel for the songs, as we mentioned with the demoing. So they did say that they kind of like had a good harness on the songs going into the studio and laying them down. But uh, yeah. a thing that Roger tapped on was kind of cool was that there was never any vocals during any of it. And you could tell from like a lot of the demos on the reissue. That's weird. Where he, yeah, I'm sure he had some kind of ideas and stuff, but like they had no clue what the vocal melodies were. Definitely not the lyrics. But, like, they would just play the songs as, like, instrumental songs. And, uh, yeah, that's got to be so weird. Cause, and then, like, tapping into some of the, whoa, this isn't a pop album, obviously, if you're just playing the the music to a lot of these songs. And there was a funny, Jesus. funny quote where, like, Roger and Boris were, like, talking off to the side one day. And they're like, this is fucking great, but uh, 
not, not really catching any pop singles in this. <laughs> like they're like, well, that lullaby one. I don't think they're calling it lullaby then. And it's like that one's pretty pop- poppy. That'll be fun. That's clearly gonna be the single. <laughs> it's like it's like then we heard like the lyrics, and as soon as we heard the first few lines, we're like, well, there goes that single. <laughs> it's like spiders yeah. and shit, you know. It's like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you could hear how like none of those would be uh, considered like. You know, hearing the dun, 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 <laughs> something like that, you know, is going to be a single even before you're done recording yeah. it, probably. But uh, but uh, but imagine the moment. Yeah, this is, this is why this record is like fucking amazing. Because imagine that moment, like where they haven't heard, they have no no idea what the like yeah. the lyrics are, the thematic bits of the lyrics, like, and they're just playing these songs, and they're like, these are fucking dope yeah and then they hear their lyrics it, i imagine some, like they had to just like drop their instruments and walk away just like jesus like yeah, drop a knee and just like that motherfucker <laughs> right? knew the whole time the whole time how it was all gonna weave together and make sense yeah. like because it's like how can one more dope melody get thrown in on this because oh, they're yeah. hitting every single <laughs> exactly. fucking possible dope melody Even that like, could ever be played keyboard parts and then he drops and get dope, brought in for like dope one. lyrics that all tie together yeah it's fucking nuts and uh <laughs> that's crazy because i mean and they all and i'm sure a lot of it's just the persona they throw up in interviews afterwards <laughs> and stuff but they all just seem so chill about it like so laissez-faire about yeah, it like i'd be like so <laughs> terrified if i play in this band i'm like the music's so rad and i feel like that every time with like a morrissey album like the band is probably like What's he going to do? Because it seems like that's his writing style in the sense that the band just nails it all, you know, which is... Oh, Jesus. You know, and then, like, whatever the fuck he's going to sing about over... You know, I mean, yeah. scary in the I sense get, of, like... I get arrogant by. over the dumbest fucking bullshit things that mean nothing to anyone, but little <laughs> right. Like, hey, I just did this whole... Uh, yeah, if he started singing some dumb shit over, like, you know, some really badass, like, Fascination Street song, he's, like, singing about something just totally it doesn't fit, that would be so heartbreaking. You'd just be like, yeah. oh, man, that song was so cool. But uh, Like, it's so easy to be arrogant, but he's not. Yeah, like, and I guess you see a little of that maybe in some later Cure stuff and definitely tons in, like, later Morrissey stuff where the band's probably like, it's like really he's just reading his diary over that fucking awesome (laughs) song we just recorded (laughs) and he's all goofy in the interviews about it like yeah just like whatever yeah yeah and he just didn't really (laughs) seem to tip anybody off to like what he was going for i mean i think everybody (laughs) probably got an idea and from knowing him but uh yeah and then the other weird production thing that that Roger mentioned uh, that I talked to you the other day and was dropping that, your perspective on that. And it was weird because Roger kind of just throws it in. That's why that article is really cool because it's kind of like he's editing it as he goes and it's really just loose, not like, you know, super fine-tuned. And a lot of it is meant to be taken with a grain of salt, even he says so, yeah. you know. And uh, But he said he had this weird m- memory of, like, something he didn't understand with Dave Allen, the co-producer and um, – and the main dude with him and Robert, who I automatically have to go on the record of saying did a phenomenal job, of course, on this. And we'll get into yeah. that more. But uh, he said he did a weird thing, like where it wasn't cheap to record in the studios, a lot of like cutting edge technology and stuff for the time. And uh, yeah, and um, but he would replace all of Boris's kick drum hits with a sample of another kick drum hit that boris had but he would just use the same hit for <laughs> yeah. every hit on the whole album <laughs> he's like i don't know why he did it it's a lot of work and you know it sounds great but like 
just is like he was just kind of baffled by it and i can't even imagine assuming at that point like you would like sample it like with a keyboard maybe and then just go back in manually i mean he's not like splicing shit right like there's no way you would like because it's definitely like pre-digital where you're going in and grabbing each like, kick drum hit out with like a digital format so I'm assuming he like I'm pretty <laughs> like what the fuck that would be insane. It's like what? <laughs> that is a lot of yeah. work. I mean, but like for how good the drums, I feel like sound on this album. I'm like Jesus, they, they sound fantastic. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Because like just the whole drum setup where it's like, because he had like electronic pads that he would trigger like those. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a program thing. That was him playing shit. Yeah, live. I, I wonder if they his... just went, like, when they're in the studio, he probably just hit it on one top. But, but yeah, I don't know. Uh-uh. But, uh, no. I think it's all part of the... I've seen that dude do that shit Well, yeah, that's, I mean, he did and... it live afterwards, but he probably wasn't hitting the drum sample while they were recording. No, he totally <laughs> was. He totally was. Like, he had, like, electronic drum pads and was triggering yeah. those sounds. And his kit was set up... Um. I'm assuming mm-hmm. with like little MIDI triggers. Yeah. So like every hit that he made was also like recorded oh, a separate and sounded trick. like a normal drum, but then but then there was also like a tick for the tom yeah. for the bass that you could sync up easily. Not super easy, yeah. but you could go like you could do it like kind of easily and like sync up sample t- samples to those okay. triggers. So it could be yeah. done. It's yeah, easy. Yeah, it's a little better than like, and that's dope because that adds to the the cohesiveness mm-hmm. of the record is having a very consistent drum sound. Yeah, because the drums are True. very consistent. Yeah, I mean that might be a huge part of that because I mean it is like yeah, because every song fits together so great. Even if it is something is weird, and we'll get into that with the more specific tracks of like, you know, technically lullaby shouldn't fit with any of these songs. I mean, if you really look, at it, it's like doesn't really feel like it. Lyrically, definitely not. And then like musically, but, it but sounds yeah, like I mean it. that couldn't be on any other album, and it would sound weird if it wasn't on the album. You know, so it's like strange but yeah and that might be a huge part of it just like those little washes they put all over everything in a sense too you know like every little part of it might have that kind of same background that paints the ultimate picture so yeah i don't know i mean you don't you don't you don't fucking uh jump in a pool and come out dry you know what i mean <laughs> Fuck yeah brother <laughs> <laughs> like you're getting wet yeah, all over every part. <laughs> and that's what disintegration yeah. does <laughs> <laughs> it takes that on so many levels <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I w- <laughs> but i don't think like the ro- the drums feel too robotic by any means do you i mean even though it's very he said he played to a clip they track. sound very robotic. but i mean it doesn't it's beautiful yeah but not in like a um lifeless way i guess is what i'm saying you know what i mean or where it could just be no. a drum machine or anything it's still and they're really pushed up in the mix. Like I initially thought just like Love Song and stuff like that were a little more, and they are a little touch more than a lot of the other ones. But at the same time, it's like they're really kind of at, in your face on a lot of the songs when you listen to yes. them. It's not like they're just buried back there like a lot of, even on some other Cure stuff, you know. But They're beautiful, just that yeah. alone. Where it sounds like a drum machine, but it's not. But it kind of is because they're like sampling 
like his one good base hit that they were like that's yeah the one. like i wonder what made out, the out, one out of like <laughs> the one hit that was like like out of all those fucking golden child hit of like, <laughs> <laughs> that's it and if hey, boris hey, had any say it. in which one it was like if they actually sat together if like the producer was just like nah i'm taking this one this one's perfect <laughs> now that dude's a fucking yeah, artist man that dude's a craftsman i'm sure he was like he'll hold on a second let yeah. me Put a different little beater on the bass drum pad. Yeah, poop, poop, this is poop, gonna poop. be the one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking the t. You put, I'm gonna throw a t-shirt on the in the inside yeah. to muffle it. And up. I've said it before, but, but yeah, I think there's a huge, like, credit to Dave Allen, David Allen. I'm not sure what he officially goes by, but um, of just that golden era of the Cure. Like, or I think he came in like maybe loosely through the top, but then like not seriously doing co-producing and stuff but was like head on the door through wish and i think they might have had some kind of falling out at the end of wish there but um yeah but i mean jesus that dude fucking so much like everything is just in the right volume on this album and stuff i feel like mixing wise if you don't praise another thing as far as that it's just like this would be impossible to fucking mix this album because there's like yes. so many parts so it just handed you that you're like yeah Yikes. i mean on so many levels like it would just be sight unseen yeah i mean not only would it be hard to harness it all but then it would just be so easy to be like oh that part's like fucking rad i'm gonna turn that up a little bit more but then it's just like every little part is so rad that yeah. it's like all these little guitar parts that aren't really like prominent like hooks or solos even they're just kind of little meanderings that are like so catchy as fuck but it's not too in your face and it's not buried anywhere and then there's just tons of cool shit kind of sneaking around in the background and you know how that happens genius (laughs) genius and and when you you demo for two months so you come in just like where we're gonna do this this and this and he's like all right like the producer's like well, I guess we'll have to do this, this, yeah. and this. Because, I mean, and it is Robert just, and him. It's just working with someone so, that knows what the fuck but, they're yeah, doing. So it's, yeah, Dave Allen, man. David Allen. Someday we're going to uh, hear his whole life story. Cheers to you, <laughs> yeah, buddy. And it's weird because in that Roger thing, too, he actually had some complaints about the sounds. He said that, that he thought the final version of the album was too compressed. I was like, really? Which was a little weird. And uh, it was a little too... Um, because of like the click track playing and stuff maybe it was a little too, he says he likes the live stuff a lot better like the entreat stuff because it was a little more like passionate and speeds up at times and stuff but so you it can swings it like swings yeah a little bit, and you can kind of see the songs having a little more life live and stuff and a little rougher around the edges but i think going back to that idea of the that's the beauty of a yeah, song and the song it's, the beauty it's of a so record. cohesive and yeah it pulls you into that mood that it has to be that calm and you know maybe not you gotta keep it. Yeah, there. you can speed up some to, of the, just to handle that. Yeah. Like where people, you know, people might say it would uh, sound chaotic, right. but it's the the opposite of chaotic. Yeah, exactly. Like it's so controlled and tamed and. Yeah, it's funny. I was gonna save that comment for uh, same deep water as you in particular, <laughs> but it, it seems to fit in better here. Or just like as a kid, even like when most kids are like. <laughs> realize the moment they want to play guitar and they love some like fucking you know metal solo or something you know like some like just tearing it up solo i distinctly remember yeah. like just those guitar parts on like same deep water as you like the and just like the fucking like sedated like calmness that that must have for some, maybe just being a very anxious kid yeah. it was like something that like i just love those like 
like how slow that is and just like it's just notes like yeah. they're not even like riffing or anything. it's just like and i was like oh I want, if i could just be on a stage and play that that would be like my <laughs> dream guitar totally moment it was just like what the fuck? Like, bling bling yeah, bang, could, bing bong, if i could bong. ever be on a stadium and calmly play that you know it's like jesus so, i'm just like i hit three notes motherfucker. yeah like punk shit makes sense you're just nervous and fucking full of adrenaline and shit like this would be like so hard to just be like calm as shit and play that like and make it p- with that much emotion but uh sounds like you know my idea of what classical music is in a sense you know you just hear like these yes. parts that kind of drift in and then they go but away it's, it's and, time and tension and push yeah. and pull if you take if you took like like the song disintegration mm-hmm. it sounds like it gets my heart yeah. going it gets and it's all the tempo and the pulse, and it's a very simple song, and it's it's all just like tricky because yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, but it but it's all so simple. It's just like like that that synth part that's like and the beat was like and it's just like my heart's beating. Why? And then and it's it's like classical music does that, you know, where it's just like like pushes and pulls and like. And it's all just simplicity. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. crazy, man. This record's the depth of this. It's crazy. Like down to the tempo of the songs is just like, damn, you yeah. nailed it. Like every fucking aspect of this record. And the like, lengths of the songs are weird because it's like it, it's oh. long as fuck. And something I didn't even touch on from the beginning, I was gonna say. For how much like blah 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 we even did about Kiss Me Kiss Me being a double album and all that shit, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's I like this. It's almost this as long. album's literally fucking three minutes shorter than Kiss Me. It's twelve songs. That's hilarious. Kiss, That's yeah. fucking hilarious. Kiss Me's eighteen songs. This is twelve. That. And it's like Kiss Me. It's like it's so agonizing. Yeah, like, I oh. feel like it's way longer <laughs> than this. But disintegrations. It's hilarious. So weird. It's just like I was blown away by that. Like I never like put that together. I'm like, what? This is like almost the same length. Because I mean, I've put this That's on, and, and it is weird. Because when you really dive into this album, because it is so versatile in the emotional sense too. Like, but it's like, it it really feels long in a sense. But I've definitely thrown it on where I'm like, oh wow, it's already over. You know, like we're like it'll totally blow do. by. It's like. 70 where is he uh 71 minutes so a little over an hour which is pretty fucking long yeah. for an album um it gets zoned, yeah you know, i think you just get kind of lost because it does and, have like a nine minute yeah. song oh yeah there's like ton- like uh, the song disintegration ah shit where did i jot down the song disintegration is like eight minutes or something like cindy photos use like nine something though Backtrack yeah. to that when I get to uh, pictures of used fucking seven twenty four. That's like a single. <laughs> but but yeah, the dope. funniest thing is the the two shortest songs, love songs, three minutes thirty, and lullabies four minutes, which is kind of funny that your pop singles are still. I mean, that's still pretty fairly long on the pop side of things. Yeah, totally. You know, it's like, so I mean, it's long. Every every song is like, you know, got some 
pacing to it for sure, which I think is rad. Normally not my thing, but <laughs> like I want shit to be done and get on with it. But like, uh, I don't know. It adds to the psychedelic nature. Yeah. Of the record where it's like, even when those nine minute songs end, you're like, wait, oh, it's yeah, because they never drag. You, you know, know? Like, <laughs> I love a long like song really that doesn't just in, repeat man. the same shit over and over. But uh, yeah, it's like, did that song not have a yeah. chorus? Like you just get sucked in. So weird. It's a beauty. Well, maybe God we should damn, tackle some good. of these guys as we come to them. Let's do you want to do, do the track by track? Let's Man, do I hear it. some chimes coming. <laughs> like we said earlier, it's one of the best all-time <laughs> tricks. If it wasn't meant to be a trick, let me get my xylophone. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hold on. Genius <laughs> and uh, perfect opener. I feel like and, you know, live. Everybody wants it to be the opener. I think and uh, just that keys and drums start. And uh, I love the weirdness of the bass part because it's like basically sounds a lot like a guitar on the album like because i mean most of the depth of the bass is coming from the keys like the but then like that part like and it comes in later than you would think a bass part and then i didn't even notice till yeah. recently that like he stops like while robert sings he doesn't play like simon just stops that part and like and then it's all just keys and then it comes back in for the end there it's fucking weird. You have a bass part that just like does this crazy hook and like stops while he sings. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's like that 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 goes to the mixing yeah, of the record. Yeah. Like you were saying, it's like but it sounds dope live and it sounds dope yeah. on the record. But maybe if it was like like live, they get to do yeah. It. The bass part's definitely grittier and sounds more like a like high string bass when you're doing it live, you know. And the album it almost sounds just like a bass yeah. six guitar riff kind of more, which it might have even been, you know. But um, but yeah, I love this song. I love the mumbly lyrics. I always think it's great when when lyrics are mumbly, whether it be an epic Cure song or a fucking smudge pop song. When you find out how good the lyrics are after you, you're like, oh, that's what he's saying? God, it's genius. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's like so good. Because if I had lyrics like that, I would be like, bam, up front. <laughs> like, no <laughs> reverb. You, do you, you'd be yeah, clapping like, in front of every, every word you I want everyone said. to know exactly <laughs> what I was saying. <laughs> it's fucking great lyrics. But, uh, be like an angry black mm-hmm. lady just like dude you did what i <laughs> exactly. just said like <laughs> no getting away from that <laughs> but yeah i love the keys. I hope that wasn't yeah but yeah but the keys they come in like thunder mm-hmm. live yeah you couldn't like it's it, it's a wash of like oh. <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. and literally, I, I, I've, I've lost track of how many people that have like said like, that is the single greatest moment I've ever yeah live you know, show my, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just like no, yeah for a reason beats the <laughs> opening of that yeah, it's like I mean there's so many and songs that they the open with it would be great but that's always kind of the one you're just like oh man I can't can't deny that. They're painting a picture. Maybe, yeah, because then, like, the chimes segue into Pitches You, and they're, like, kind of a part of, like, Pitches You and shit, too. So they're in there. So it's, like, it segues perfectly into possibly my favorite song of all time, Pitches You, and this is what hooked me as a little boy, and I've never let go since. It was, like, 
playing song. I was like, well, that was pretty, but what the fuck was with the lyrics? I'll have to give that 29 <laughs> years worth of listens. But uh, Pitches, he was like, from the start. I was like, this is fucking everything I love about the carry. You know? it's, like, <laughs> it's like you take all the catchiness of like in between days and shit and then bundle it into like a fucking emotional long ass fucking song too yeah, it's dude. like it's the best of both worlds in a sandwich a cure sandwich mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah moody and yeah. sweet and just like it's 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 such a sweet song like it his vo- it's the sweetest i think like the most sincere sweetest yeah. i've like him being a sweet singer mm-hmm. that i can think of like he just sounds it's it's recorded so well and it just sounds his voice sounds so yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's nothing and like it's just so it's so sweet and it's such like a unique song, like just beautiful, like most poetic it, for sure. <laughs> like maybe letter to Elise comes close, but and it's almost like he's not even saying yeah. sentences or lines. You know, it's just like no. words. It's like snow arms hold. You know, <laughs> it's just like it's all these like perfect words. You know, and it's just like anything you want. Robert just Smith a song to say, just saying in this song, but <laughs> and just like he's like babbling. It like reminds me of a yeah. book. As I was trying to, I was trying to think of like just water flowing down, yeah. and like, like little steps, and it's like a babbling brook of lyrics, and then it's like when it, like, whatever you want to deem the chorus or yeah. movement, and it's just like da 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 da, and there's like big chimes, and it's like yeah. woo, and like, and it just like sweeps you along in the yeah. current. And it, it's it's such a clever song. And even in that way. maybe like, part of its genius is it does break that mold where there isn't really a fucking chorus you or it. you know it's just like just when he says pictures of you is kind of the only thing that wraps it. Slapping paint on the <laughs> canvas, all <laughs> crazy. Just pulls it back together. Yeah, that's why it's cool, and that's why you don't really see that it's seven minutes long because you don't really know where the fuck it's going. It just kind of keeps like going in this very where you are. In yeah. The screen, you know, you know? it's like, Oh shit, we're here. And like, by the time it hits that bridge where it's like, if only I thought of the right where that's like, Jesus, that's like the fucking nailing it home. That's yeah. like the chorus, but it's not, you know, <laughs> it's like, so no, weird. that literally is. Yeah. The maybe like, it's one of those, like that is the chorus of the song. Just like, like heaven type things where it's like, yeah, that's where it just breaks from like that too. Cause the whole bulk of the song is too chorus. Chords. I mean, I don't think anyone's actually just yeah. hitting those two chords, but it's like everything is just played A and D, you know, and it's just until that part where it shifts and you're like, oh, shit. You know, it's like, and there's a million layers ah, yeah, of those two totally. things. There's a million layers of those two things and you're being like swept up. In like two, like two mm-hmm. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is some quantum yeah, cure shit. Like, like, but yeah, when it breaks into that big part, it's like, yeah. Oh. and lyrically, he does Yeah, it. you always wonder if, like, like one made it. I mean, I think they just all, like, most of the songs on this album, I think they just pair so well where it's like, yeah, the lyrics are so fucking good, but then I'm like, but damn, that song's so good that if he was basically saying anything over it, it would probably sound pretty beautiful still, <laughs> but it just happened to be maybe his most beautiful lyrics he put over it, you know, and it's just like. They're so yeah. sweet. and it's like. They're so I don't sweet. Know, just in, it like, just embodies like everything. It was like an anthem for social awkwardness, you know? Like or it's just like all those kind of lines of I only I thought of the right words, you know, being a dude that can never quite get the right words in the right order. It's like uh 
Yeah, I mean, it's just everything from a young age to now. I feel like it's just that go-to song that I've put on in billions of different varying situations, but always seems to, you know, encapsulate what I'm feeling even. I know. It's a song you can listen to where it's like if it's beautiful outside and you're just like having cocktails and just enjoying (laughs) everything. You're like, I want to put this motherfucker on. It's just like, yeah, it's perfect. Or you could be like selling and alone and put it on and be like i knew knew this i fucking knew it like (laughs) (laughs) and the whole album is like that where you can listen to it in a million different environments whatever you bring into and take a million things from it and that's that's why it's like deemed one of the best albums ever fucking made that really does have a lot to do with it because it is like just you could channel just the fun rhythm section if you want or you can really just hone in on the lyrics if you need to you know it's and you end on top of the lyrics you can take the lyrics a few different oh yeah ways. yeah they're all like that genius poetic nonsense that we've talked about <laughs> and we should probably come up with a more endearing term for it but it is like just vague enough where it could be like so is it like a dead family member or like a, just a relationship? <laughs> I think this, you break yeah, I mean, it could be something as did simple. Die? Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> fucking could go so many directions and, and he's great at masking yeah. that. I mean, I'm assuming it's on purpose. So many things are just like kind of clear enough where you just get like that one line yeah. where you're like, oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I don't know what the hell you're talking about with the rest I of it, but I, I know you mean it, and now I mean it too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, none of it seems unsincere, like, even if it doesn't make any fucking sense, you know? It's just like, <laughs> you know, and I know, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> we both. Like, I don't know what you mean, and you probably don't either, but together we're in this. Man. <laughs> and, uh, Quantum yeah, cure. Quantum fucking cure. <laughs> I do have to say before moving on that I cheated as a young boy and, and actually got one of those disposable cameras and took a pictures of a girl just so I could have pictures of a girl I had a crush on and be like, pictures of you, <laughs> like have pictures, you know, like the song was so Jesus. good that I made it fit my situation. <laughs> it's like usually you would just, I wish you, you would already that. have that and then make it fit. But like <laughs> I, the song was so good. I was like, I want to feel sad and Kevin. have something I can relate to this song. So I literally took pictures. I get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it like That's forcing myself dumb. into this song. <laughs> I want to experience things too. I want to pictures and feel sad and tear them apart and shit. I don't remember tearing them up. I bet you did. You saved one. Like the one fucked up one. Still keep it under my pillow every night. (laughs) Torn up picture in a box. Yeah. But, uh, confession hour is what it should be called but this is the holy hour safe place (laughs) all right moving on close down maybe not the most logical choice as a older man now seeing it's a weird third track maybe that should have been something a little peppier but i love it it's always been one that uh i loved from the start with all the cool synth lines and the drums in particular fucking super rad on this one and uh what do you think about this do you think this might be the first kind of nod back with that like tom drum feeling like with the floor tom a bit more heavy on this song like being maybe the first kind of throwback to pornography era i thought maybe this would be like maybe the first traces of really looking for shit that would be a 
trying to channel that musically and not just Robert's state of mind. <laughs> you know what? Like, totally, yeah. like, because it has a little of that like kind of figureheady hanging garden feel. With the yeah, it was just like a, like a whole tom riff, but like Boris just yeah. did it so well. And, <laughs> Seems like a and it's so slowed down and it has such a different yeah. feel. Um, but it is like a little. A slight yeah. homage, I think. Could be. Because it's like a it's a whole pretty melody. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, uh <laughs> when I was in marching band and I, I played the quads, like all those little toms mm-hmm. on a harness and like and uh I would play if I closed down <laughs> on my quads. Nice. Like <laughs> And it was so dope, and I would do it forever. <laughs> Just keep you entertained <laughs> while you're waiting to play uh, fucking Wipeout. <laughs> I know, I know, totally. Oh, that's awesome, man. But really, it, it, it was just like, oh, I got some toms. I can fucking yeah. do this shit right now. It would like, be like, boo, 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 boo. And it's, yeah, <laughs> but it's one of the greatest drum beats. Um, yeah. I think I've said it before, but I feel like this is the only album I'm like, as much as I love cool drum beats and stuff, I'm not very good at like spotting them out. You know, like when people just play a drum beat, like, hey, you know this, right? And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but like, disintegration, you like played any of these without any other part of the song. I feel like I'd be yeah, able to yo. spot it in the lineup, you know, pretty easy. It's like, totally. Like, oh, yeah. They're just as like much a part of like the catchiness and the hooks as the guitar parts and the vocal melodies or anything, you know? It's like, this is where <laughs> this is this where we're headed. Yeah, because at first we're just kind of like, all right, it could take like a kiss me twist at this point. First listen, you know, you got like pictures of you is pretty, you know, sad if you want it to be, but happy, you know, you, we're not in the full disintegration realm yet, but this pretty much pulls you in quick to like what you're in store for, I think. But because uh, you could throw <laughs> some goofy shit after that and it wouldn't sound too awkward, but. It's hard to bounce back after close down. I think you're like, oh, okay, it's gonna be this kind of album. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we're doing this yeah. shit. Just like all those parts, like from the keys part to the guitar parts, the drums, the bass, like everything. And it's cool because it's like the sad so version pretty. of like a push kind of formula almost, where you know, where it like, <laughs> goes to like the, the whole yeah. song, like instrumental once or twice, maybe even before like just one verse worth of lyrics. That's like. He just says what he's got to say. It's fucking hits you right in the heart and it's done. You know, it's like, shit, that's the only lyrics to it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But you got to just wait like half the fucking song, if not more, to get to the vocals. And it's pretty cool. Songs like bobbing in yeah. a pool, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, coming up next, we have the all time, as far as I'm concerned, highest charting hit single love song. As far as you're concerned, yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty confirmed. <laughs> I, I think. I don't know if it is though. Like when I did the Friday the Month thing, there's all those weird Billboard chart things get all shifted by the '90s, and it was technically number two for Friday the Love too, on like some alternative slam jam chart or something. But like, as far as I'm concerned, number two, they never had a number False one. False charts. So this is as high as they got. So. In the U.S. And, um, yeah, number two, I would never guess this be their big hit single, but I love the song. No. But, uh, yeah, it's really fucking weird, don't you think? This is fucking ragingly weird. Like, um, But I could see it, – It just this is a song that makes me question – because it's a fine song. Like, it's not one of my favorites of uh-huh. theirs. Like, 
I, I, I hear it out in public sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's nice. And I, I don't skip it if I'm listening to the record. Right. But I don't purposely put on like I really want to listen to the love song. Do you, how much of that do you feel is, is overkill factor? I know that's always a big like word just got so much all over the place at the time and elsewhere. And because you do, it is one of few definitely from disintegration that you'll hear out in public. You know, kind of makes you. No. But yeah, I, I don't think fan. so. Like, because I'm always happy to hear yeah. it, and it's it's not often I hear yeah, it. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> every know? day. But, uh, <laughs> Especially with like when it was played on the radio, I was just like the biggest like what? disintegration is the best yeah. album. Like my life is different now. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and I was happy to hear it every time I heard it then and I'm happy to hear it every time I hear it now. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I wanted to shit on it more. Mm-hmm. Like, it was in my notes. <laughs> Take a shit on to uh, beautiful to love really song. shit on <laughs> to shit on love song. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, it's hard to do. But I'm, I'm, I can't. I don't think I can. Yeah, fucking like, great. It's, like, it's not my jam. It's not my favorite thing. But it's a pretty yeah. song. Like the lyrics are sweet. It's a very nice song. And definitely a good fresh know. breath of air and kind of going back to what we were saying where you're like, oh, fuck, close down. We're like in this now. And Ooh, you're all underwater and you're yeah. coming up for a breath of and air. And I feel like the you're single's like, are huge on this album for doing that. Like that's something I didn't even really catch until the 50 billionth listen <laughs> on this one. You know, where I'm kind of like, yeah, man, those singles like really are like the – parts that pull you up out and you get another breath before you get dragged down on the next one. <laughs> but then like, I think they're gold mines for that. And you know, you're digging deep on the single. Yeah. Cause I feel like, cause <laughs> pornography didn't have that really. No and like, yeah. Cause pornography didn't have that. And blood flowers, if we do try to even pull the trilogy idea together, blood flowers didn't have shit for singles. So it was like, that's why this one stands out, I think, so, and works so much better is because it has those moments where it's like, ooh, like if you'd put like Same Deep Water as You or something after Close Down, it was just like the whole flow of the album would have just been like, Jesus, oh, God. Like, you guys are going <laughs> <Yeah>. deep. <laughs> like, I mean, this pulls it out, but it was kind of funny going back to also what it you're saying. It is bobbing up and down. Yeah, you get a little like chance that uh, you might live, but you're not going to live. But like, <laughs> it's like that chicken. And water is a theme. Yeah, it's like the chicken jaws getting eaten in the beginning. <laughs> she almost mm. is going to make it for a second. And then like, near mm. Yoink. <laughs> you get suck back down <laughs> but uh but yeah this song is a great fresh breath of air and like you were saying earlier with robert smith is definitely going on the record of being like we were crazy throwing love song in there it's such a pop song that just throws the whole of them like nah, not so much i mean it's definitely got a cool groove to it and like you know you hear it but it, it definitely fits the mold of you know disintegration and you feel the the waves still going over you and stuff but uh it is like more of a single for sure, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it really fits it, it in a, in a way it fits the mood, but it that that song takes me yeah, out. Yeah, it's a little too far out of the water. Do you think it's too a happy bit, for the know. album? Then a lot of people have complained of that, or it's like, oh, it's too happy for the album or whatever. But I don't think it's too happy. It's 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 part of the whole narrative of the record. Yeah. I think like. It's just like reading like a good book, and there's like a chapter where they're like setting up shit, and you're just like, uh, you just have to muscle through it where they're like setting up what's to come, mm-hmm. and that's that's how I I don't uh, that's how I like the record. Like, 
that's how like oh that's how i like the song because right. it's not my favorite but it it Hurts. plays a part in the whole yeah, story yeah, yeah. and that makes me like it because i used to hate it I used to hate on it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people but, clung to the idea that it's like, cause it was pretty much out there. There's like, this is a song for Mary for the wedding and stuff like that. And, um, but I mean, it doesn't really feel like a happy love song, even when you really like feel the mood of it. I mean, it's, there's no like actual line in it or lyrically where he's saying, I will always love you. And this is great. It's working out. I mean, it's still kind of like, but just the tell yeah, I mean, in his tone of voice and like, however like far away I am, I mean, I, I'm going to always love you. But, and then with the video I've said in the past episodes where he's like gradually just falling over while singing it, you know, it's like the whole concept of the video is kind of stuck in my head. You know, it's just like, this might not be as like happy go lucky, good love that you think it might be just cause they throw it out there that it was a, present for mary but uh i don't know so i feel like but it's an aspect of like, oh, yeah. like you could say like you know anyone that's just like oh fucking love is so pure and uh, it is yeah I mean, to a degree is. but there's lots of things that come along with being in love yeah. and like like taking on that responsibility of just like oh, i'm gonna love you yeah. ever yeah. but that's taking on another <laughs> that's taking on another like being in your own being yeah. you know that's and 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 i think that's where that song kind of like yeah i mean like gels a bit it's just in that thought of like taking that responsibility of loving someone <laughs> and like because it, it's a big deal and people are so goofy about yeah. it you know and, and just whatever yeah. i love her it's like mm. you <laughs> Do you um, feel this yeah, disintegration the, track in your heart? <laughs> yeah, because it kind of rips you kill apart. You. Like relationships, yeah. rela- relationships rip you apart in a way, you know? Because it's, so, it's a lot. You know, yeah. if you want to be serious about life and, and feeling things, it's like a relationship is a big fucking deal. Yeah, for sure. You know, and he's seeing, he's seeing like fucking lol fall apart. And that's that's his boy from back in the day. Like that's a big relationship. And then he has this chick. And that's <laughs> a big relationship. And then and far away. that can weigh that can weigh on a soul. Yeah. It does make him that's feel what love song fun is. again. But <laughs> That could be a burden too. He <laughs> says it so fucking mockingly though. Fun. Like, it, it's, <laughs> so yeah. it's safe to say "Love Song" is the most depressing song on the album. <laughs> when you really boil it down, this is the uh, the anchor of depression in the album. <laughs> but yeah, and apparently nobody wanted it on the album really that much. Like Chris Perry, like their dude was like why. really against it, which was weird because it was like their big hit. I can see it. But yeah, but it's uh kind of cool that it worked out be their biggest hit you know but uh who knows uh, do you think too i kind of wonder with the hitness of it like by it having success how much of it is like don't want to say like full-on oscar syndrome where they give it is like a long overdue you know like but the idea of like like yeah we really missed the ball with in between days and just like evan not being like and this is the most acceptable (laughs) thing on this record so they're like like, all right this is nice just let's make this a hit yes i wonder if this had been released earlier if it would have been like you know without all the backstory of like those other cool pop songs you know they might have knocked down save that for 
save that for Friday. Okay. Because <laughs> that, that's their uh, their long overdue. Yeah, maybe. Like you're going to be on the radio forever. Right on. <laughs> well, moving on to the last dance, we get dark again here, real quick, with a, lots of great bass six riffs and uh, the drum beat. This where shit gets down. Yeah, I love this one too. This is a. Oh, I always like paired this one with closed down really, which is like those ones early on where I'm like, these are like deep cuts that'll just age like wine over years. Yeah. And, and this one in particular, I feel like maybe it is just like the whole like generic oh. concept of getting older, but it's like just like some beer fermented in like a nice old whiskey yeah, casket just, like, or some shit. Get it like, now. It like, <laughs> mm. like, I mean, I always kind of got it, it is... but I really feel it now, you know? No, absolutely. Know. Absolutely, like Boris's shit yeah, on that. Yeah, it's such a weird beat, but it's like you hear that in a second, you know what it is. But it's so cool. It's so expansive and mat. Like that song sw- sways, yeah. but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's one of those songs too. Yeah, if you try to like describe it to somebody or something too, it's like just like these really cool parts just kind of like woven together but it's not like you can just like homo part do it like oh you know last dance it's like, i'm so glad you came i'm so glad it's like nah what uh, like you know all those are like fucking the whole song could be based on one of those little parts but you know there's like 20 of them in the song so it's, yeah it's really- and i'm not like a big like lyric Mm -hmm. but like how yeah he spits his lyrics out in this song stand out so hard like for me that it's so like he's like big up bad bow yeah oh it's so like it's very it's so sincere like like it and i I, oh like he spits he's spitting (laughs) fire Over like a dope beat and like a just swirly sounds and he's just spitting fire. Yeah. It is I like that. Yeah. In this song. Fucking great. Yeah. I, I don't know, like it's like a Yeah, it really is. It's like the closest to like Robert dropping some shit, you know. It's like, yeah. Fuck shit up old school style, dark era. <laughs> dark age style. But uh Dark age. That's going dope. back to the dark that'd be age. the that'd be the best genre of like goth People rap. People should just yeah, like, refer to the because uh, they always call it the goth albums. I feel like it should be the dark. I call it the dark era, but I guess it should be the dark age of the Cure. But, uh, it's but, uh, and and along that line, <laughs> that's the one we've talked about a bunch of times. It usually gets edited out in our episodes, but um, took me forever to. talk catch it some somebody mentioned it but there's that line mumbled in between i think before the guitar solo near the end he goes your name like ice into my heart from cold the line from cold off of pornography and he just kind of mumbles it and he doesn't sing it in the same like melody as off of cold it's like your name like i forget how he does he just kind of says it and just weird as a kid i always knew he was saying something there but i just never really pieced it together for some reason and uh yeah apparently there was a tons of those but those were like the ones that didn't make it into the mix, but um, 
Kind of cool. Not quite all these, sure. All these mumblies, rephrased, remelody, <laughs> yeah, uh, old lines, drops, <laughs> but, uh, references to. And I'm sure that's just some shit. He'll never. He'll be the only one that ever really knows why those two songs have something in common. I mean, on. Dude, it's it's the same version of like someone that's trying to sell a house and they'll like like a real a really clever real estate agent <laughs> and they'll like bake cookies. Uh, so when the person walks in, they're like. Oh, it smells like cookies. This smells like a home. We should buy it. And that's what the, that's what he's doing. It's like all the subliminal, like fucking dark like, age breadcrumbs like, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's genius. Yeah. This shit. Pretty funny. It's so subliminal. It's just like oh, this feels like home. Yeah. It's, uh, and maybe just like that whole like <laughs> concept on the surface of the song of being like. Clearly something along the lines of revisiting, you know, old loves or friends and how, you yeah. know, and kind of the same idea of one of your old songs and pretty weird. Last Dance, maybe like the whole band is a genre, you know, like some. If that's your life, if you're, if you're, you know, reminiscing of the past and your past is this whole fucking band and all yeah. these people and like, like songs, all these songs. Yeah. And all these things you created, like this is the last you're gonna days. ruminate, yeah. And and, and everything's <laughs> like painted into these relationship scenarios, but really it's you know shit like your career and band, and you know like going back to those four themes or whatever that we mentioned earlier. It's like age, you know, of course, turning thirty, and you know that whole reminiscing. That's a big, That's a big like, one. Yeah, I mean, this song pretty much has all of them right out there on a plate. You don't really know. Like my life is you know, over. Yeah, they're all still like puzzle pieces. <laughs> you don't really know it's what the done. fuck he's piecing together. I can't write my masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, that sounds I'm, I'm turning thirty, and I haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this yeah, is. This is his last. This is last hurrah. It's a good last hurrah. Lowell's last I mean, dance, you... that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the last waltz. Yeah, it's, it is. It's fucking what he's getting out of it. <laughs> 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 That's funny. But then the moods drastically shift to Lullaby, another single, which might be a little too soon for another breath of fresh air. Maybe they should have spaced Ooh. them out, but I don't think anything could be rearranged with this album order-wise. But uh, yeah, going into their next biggest like hit, number four UK greatest hit. But uh, this is the big dilemma on this one, much like Love Song. Do you think it fits the album? No. Yeah. Like to get to... Like when I was when I was young and dumb, <laughs> I I I liked the song, but the older I've gotten, like I just like, oh why? All right. I had like, a feeling you'd take this angle. This is why I left you out of the lullaby episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, well, my question before you really dig into your thoughts on this is: uh, is it mm, lyrically or musically or both that turn you off? Both. Yeah? It's both. Like the music is too jaunty and like, like red light district. Like if, if there's like a bad TV show that was filming a scene in the red light district or something, and well, like, that might be the next song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead, but it's 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 of the same yeah. ilk. Like 
I, I tie these two songs together is just like the two songs that take me out of the record. Okay. Like, like, I, I, like, I don't get the comparisons to anything that comes before them. Like, I, I, I it takes me out where I'm like, I don't, I don't like, like a body, like. Like if you if you look at the record as like a relationship or something or like a timeline of 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 being with someone, you know, you're gonna have like like that time I went to Vegas and I got saucy and weird or whatever. <laughs> like, um, I I don't know if this is what these series of songs are of just like him explaining that experience or something of just like that aspect of relationship. Mm-hmm. Getting eaten by um, spiders. Be- <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that comes with any relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we've all been there. <laughs> right? But but it's in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's it it's it's they feel like they're not executed properly. Like they sound fine and like they're, I mean they're good songs, you know, but they're just not they take me out a little bit. But the yeah. record's so good where it makes up for it. It just flows by. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like, and I think I said it in that little. It would be the like, part of a play that I go and pee and come <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah. It's, probably, <laughs> it, it's so gonna have happy. to be a fast pee. It's the shortest song in the album <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> Too shortest, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is weird, and I've like I said, it's like it doesn't lyrically doesn't really fit even like whatever metaphor you take it for i mean you know clearly there's no like supernatural shit going on at this point in the album (laughs) as far as we know and uh, that's the acid talking (laughs) yeah it's just kind of like and i feel like yeah it just musically i'm fine with it i think it's really cool i dig like the like the sharp hits and stuff but it does kind of not really fit but yeah that's why it's weird because it doesn't really fit with the album but i can't imagine Mm, it on anything else and i can't really imagine it you know i definitely don't think any of the b-sides should have replaced it but at the same time it is weird and it's almost one of those (laughs) modern marvels of like why the fuck it does fit in there like i don't know but like it's great Uh, yay spiders (laughs) but uh uh, (laughs) but uh it does get a little and that's my only real gripe with it too is it's a little cartoony yeah, it kind of just takes the gloomy spookiness a little too far, you know, where it's just like, all right, yeah, but yeah, the, it, the it rest takes... of the album seems so personal and shit and heavy, yeah. you know, that it's just like, why the fuck is does the spiders have to do with any of this? Yeah, like, like Spider-Men and stuff like that. And, but, uh, and it's weird, like, I was reading some shit where, like the, like, the original versus, like, the vinyl or something, like, Mm-hmm. Two of the dopest songs were left out and were like, Yeah, I forgot cuts. to say that actually with Last Dance, the last song. Yeah, the like, why would you um, leave that last out? Last Dance was left out. Homesick, which is the big any, any song to leave out. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't even say leave them out in a leave it out kind of sense, but you could probably take it off. And I just always kind of like the song better as a single. You know, I almost feel like if it was just a standalone wrong number style single or something. That song was meant to be a B-side. Lullaby? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That'd be a great B-side. B-side's a little harsh, but I don't know. Totally. It's a fucking cool song. I mean, it's their number. If you're going to cut any song, if you're going to cut Last (laughs) Dance and keep fucking Lullaby, 
on. Like, uh, fuck. Like, that's stupid. I feel like... Del- yeah. See, but yeah, they, if I had to they, choose between oh, those two, it'd be really tough. I mean, personally, it, it makes like me want to think like, oh, the label had something to do with it, but like yeah. the Cure for some reason have always managed to avoid like, like bullshit label shit where they could just kind of do whatever the fuck they wanted. Like, I don't yeah. think the label had any say in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it feels like, like but some like. Weird. I'm thinking about getting some singles and sales or something. Yeah. Like, well, it worked. It, I mean, it was their it's biggest purposeful. hit it's in weird. England. That's still like higher than Love Song and Freedom and Love. That was their biggest hit. So it's, it's fucking like, crazy. So I mean, it's kind of hard to argue. You can't really just say that their biggest hit shouldn't have been on the album. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's fucking weird. But uh, it's it, I don't it, know. It's just it's a cool purposeful. Weird song. Yeah, like know. that's what takes me out of the record a bit. Yeah, because it is. It's and it worked. Yeah, and I think the follow up by going straight into Fascination Street's a little weird. Even though I feel like the flow of the album is great, but uh, but I kind of feel like maybe those breaths of air should have like spaced out the singles a little more or something. Like Fascination Street right <laughs> after it is a little bit of a one-two punch, maybe. But, um, <laughs> totally a one-two punch. Man. <laughs> so it's that's a like, good way to put it. And I guess that's a good thing for like hit singles or whatever. But um, yeah, I love Fascination Street. I'll stand by that one. You got some kind of grapes against that one too, or what you got on Fascination? <laughs> it's a fine bullshit. song. Yeah. When I was I mean, a child, I loved it. Oh, you matured <laughs> past. <laughs> Once you turned thirty, you got past. <laughs> Actually, when I, I got thir- when I hit the thirty, I realized this song yeah. was yeah. some. Uh, it's fine. Like, I think it's, it's like a good. It's enjoyable. It's it's weird because there aren't really many straight up songs. Definitely, I'd say one of only two songs on this album I'd even call a rock song. You know, like yeah. any kind of rock. You know, but I feel it like it's the closest. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of the strongest part of the song is the fact that it just it's fucking badass in the sense that like the bass line just rocks over those drums it's it feels just like yeah. a rock song more you know and it's great when they play it live even though i feel like i should i feel like it, it's the one you get most sick of maybe even with yeah. lullaby but like but when you see it and you just realize the coolness of the song it's gotta be fun as fuck to play that song you know oh, the like, bass just line like rips man yeah i like, feel like if you're just in the band and able to play it as good as they play it, that would be like the funnest song in the world. Just like, it's... If, yeah, like if, if if you and I were like playing drums and bass on this, we're just like this song's dumb, but this is so yeah, fun to play. Exactly. <laughs> He's all like saying some shit. This is like what? <laughs> Whatever. Pick any street. I don't know. <laughs> Man, we played this song live as kids. Yeah, poorly, but we played it. Yeah, I'm all like, put your hands. Because <laughs> uh, it's the most accessible, and that's yeah. why they release it because yeah. it's so accessible. Like, True. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess the the lore on that one it's about some debauchery that went down in New Orleans on Bourbon Street there. Something. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine what craziness would have gone that's on. That's fake but, uh, quantum <laughs> cure news. <laughs> you think fake news? <laughs> that's fake. That's fake quantum fake cure news. <laughs> seems like it came up a lot and like no one wants to talk about they're like some shit went down in new orleans and boy was it it became fascination street i'm like all right well 
still hardly a Springsteen song where he's painting a really clear picture of what the fuck is going on. This isn't about veterans. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just love going? that it's like the singles are the ones anyone has problems with. It's always funny. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Aside from pictures of you, everybody's cool with pictures of you, but like any kind of debate with this album, even anything remotely close to a debate on this album, like is always with like, I don't know, love song, yeah, lullaby, uh, it's like, really? The deep cuts win in this one. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of weird exceptions on this album, but somehow it worked. All right, what's but, next? Uh, uh, Prayers for Rain, side B, when you flip the old cassette over. And uh, I love <laughs> this song. Opener. Certain days I feel like it's a rock song, but other days it's like one of the saddest. I don't know. It's a versatile one in that regards. I feel like it's a... And that was a cool thing from Roger's thing where he said he, he played the piano part backwards and they flipped it where he had him play the piano to it as you would like to this track backwards. And then they flipped his piano part and he's like, that worked cool. And it Jesus. does. It fucking rules. It's yeah. like sampling the bass drum and <laughs> yeah, exactly. triggering it. And it's they, like they're just oh. fucking with him because he's like the only one in the band talented enough to actually play a whole part to a backward song probably <laughs> like still keep it in time and like probably this like beautiful like piano part but they just like fuck with him and like all right we're just gonna flip it back he's like what i just like <laughs> like you assholes but okay yeah but it sounds great it's, uh and that, riff, that opening riff yeah it was a, cool such shit. a pretty song yeah and then um I'd yeah. like I literally have n- nothing bad to say. No great to that one. Good things. To say. <laughs> like it's just I was crazy. always torn cuz I was like always thought the entreat version was so much better like as like my go-to mostly just cuz he does the rain like crazy vocal, you know, like but right. then like really thinking about that backwards piano part I'm like, yeah, that's fucking rad. You got to like go to the studio good. version. Yeah. Cause and you also that shit on headphones, man. Yeah, he's <laughs> you should have you should have smoked a J and listened to that motherfucker. <laughs> that's how it goes. Because that's what I've been doing. It's so pretty. Yeah, it's so much little cool shit floating around, and uh, yeah, that one's just. And even lyrically, I feel like maybe this would be another one you could nod back to like the first like kind of pornography lyrics in a sense with the i deteriorate i live in dirt you know it's like this is like kind of more of the hinting back to that kind of yeah you know that is kind of like the gnarliest part it's like like, and it's like him spitting fucking fire yeah over like a dope getting a little nasty again but yeah but like over a dope beat but a slowed down like yeah like a very distinct rhythm but slowed down not quick paced and he just like it when you do that it opens up all that space to spit some dirt yeah like it's fucking rapping and it's always built up so well too he never just comes out blazing with it you know it always starts out kind of chill you know and then Mm -hmm. uh, where it could go and then it just like gets a little more aggression going through the whole thing and which is really yeah, which is very pornography too. You know, there's a lot of songs on that one that are just like build intention as you listen to it. So it's totally cool. Uh, should I we think go? You're this right is on that one. maybe all right. <laughs> How about this gym? This is like where I feel like I like totally 
just love this part of the album, but I could see where some people might get lost around here, where it goes from like prayers to rain to same deep waters you, then disintegration. <laughs> it's like we're like a lot of water references and like really long songs, and uh, but it's where you're like stuck in the drain in the pool at the bottom. Yeah, I think they're pretty much rock the bottom at this point, and uh, <laughs> it just shit drags you down <laughs> totally. And with this great segues of concept album, missing on the mind of like because the sand of the rain isn't at the beginning of prayers for rain it's at the end there and then that leads into it rained so much like prayers came true and it rained and now you're fucking drowning in it in same deep water as you because you feel the water getting higher and higher in same deep water as you and it's just like fuck yeah shit we did it we're we're underneath now this is like the point of the album cover where he looks up (laughs) and uh, jesus you see it i feel like this is where it all comes together because this song is like i I wish i was on acid right now (laughs) damn (laughs) nine minutes 19 seconds same deep waters you perhaps the most depressing cure song ever i'd always rate this and faith as my two probably the saddest of all cure songs this song slings some dick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it comes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree, man. And, and even Faith just gets, like, so many other layers of, like, uh, like just sadness and, like, a, I've been betrayed, like, with, like, loss of innocence and, you know, like, so much other weird holy shit going on with Faith, you know? <laughs> but, like, same deep part of you is, just feels, like, so, like, just giving up and you know, yeah. like floating I to guess the bottom. This is you know? how it is. Yeah. That's just like, oh man. And that's just... an aspect of a relationship. Yeah. Like and... are we doing this? Is this is this you know, like yeah. is this when I'm gonna be for the rest of my life? Is like can't you see I tried? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like so many of those, like, just home run lyrics, for lack of better terms, you know? But it's just like, it's just like fucking burn your heart every time. Just the emotion in his voice when he's singing it, whatever the fuck he channeled when he was singing this. It's just like vocal take. I would love to just know how, like, comp together it was or if it was just like... I was Googling off. some shit today just uh-huh. trying to find, like, behind-the-scenes disintegration, the making of yeah. kind of bullshit. Because I, and, and I was like, this – like, I wanted to see just, like, them doing individual takes. Yeah. And hoping <laughs> to see just any <laughs> any glimpse of any of them. But, and there's nothing to be found. Yeah, I think it's all pretty uh... – But you imagine him just, like – just seeing him singing on a lot of these songs yeah. and this record is just like fuck like I'm glad I can't see it yeah. but I want to <laughs> right. party you know? wants to see it and party doesn't yeah yeah cause it's, it's so a weird, fucking cool, stunning um, it's one of it's it's his vocal like yeah. glory album to me like of just like it's it's his best vocals yeah which is funny too, because this I love this album so much. Clearly, <laughs> but uh, um, the like the vocal weirdness that everybody talks about with Robert Smith, you know, where he gets like the whoa, he's just got very dramatic, a, yeah, and just the wobbly weird voice that is Robert Smith. Like, 
I feel like the songs are just so like fucking passionate and here like I forget it like here like I you know that's what was cool like hearing Emily listen to it for the first time where she was just like yeah I mean his voice is just weird at first but once you get it you know you get it and I was just like oh yeah I even like forgot that he has a weird voice <laughs> you know like when you really dig into songs like this it's like I can't imagine anybody in the world singing. You know, I love the song so much, but I don't even want to try to cover it or anything. Nobody no. can sing this, you know, and it's just like only he could do this. And it just seems so natural and not like, you know, like he's wacky Bob singing his song or anything, yeah. you know, it's just like this is just a fucking dude nailing this vocal. A, purpose, a purposeful, like, quiver. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> totally. damn. And a funny thing they cited or it was kind of contradictory, I guess, where they uh, like I read one thing in some of the books, I think in the Never Enough book where they talked about how the majority of the vocals were recorded where everybody just kind of pieced out because they didn't know what was up. So the band would just had recorded. So it was just him mm. and David Allen and he would just do his thing. Just layering shit. Yeah. So he Ugh. really just dug in and fucking did it. And nobody really knew except him and David Allen there. But um. But then in the Roger thing, he kind of contradicted it by saying there were times where he felt bad because the band would all be like in the control room fucking around and still having a great time and like, you know, flinging bottles of wine. Everyone like, woohoo. And like, Robert's in there like pouring his fucking heart out. And then like he'd come in to like listen to it. They'd all be like (laughs) goofing and laughing and drunk and shit. He's all like teared up and shit. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, that'd be awkward as shit. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, I'm just, you know. Paying oh. for your retirement right now by bleeding all over this song. <laughs> Don't mind me, but uh, but who knows? It must I imagine Robert instead of like tearing up would come in and he's like the reverb on that part. Yeah, he's probably it wasn't totally what fine. We... <laughs> yeah, it's just like, did you buy any of that shit? I was saying. Oh, <laughs> I'm just like whoa, what? But, yeah, uh, but he's just thinking about like. Like I'm naming these vocal parts. Like yeah, he's working. He's probably, like, yeah, he, he's, he's just probably. like. Because the vocals are so layered and so pretty. Yeah, as soon as the song's done, he's probably like hits the switch and then he's just back in work mode, you know? <laughs> so, who uh. knows? Fucking genius. <laughs> 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 so moving on from same deep water as you, I have to uh, acknowledge the overly long gap of silence. I mean, it does just kind of fade into like rippling water sounds or whatever, I think. And then like it's just... A really long gap of silence after that song into disintegration, which I do <laughs> feel is an actual death, maybe of some sort. And then like it's like where you near, float up to the surface of the yeah, water, like near a death. Like it totally feels like in movies, like when they do the stupid uh, when somebody dies, and then they have like Damn. the big air gasp, and they're like, <laughs> and they come back in, you know, like yeah. uh, or like even train spotting when he comes out of the toilet <laughs> or something. <laughs> but I feel like. If you listen to that fucking gap of how like same deep water of you just drags and buries you in and then like it's just dead silence, like no effects or anything for like an overly long, almost awkwardly long amount of time. And then like it's how the record started. And then it comes in with the blam. Yeah. And it's like and then like disintegration would be my other contender for a rock song, even though it's a weird kind of rock song. (laughs) I think it's just because it's like such a weird peppy, you know, kind of care rock song. And uh comes right back to life you're back in it now and and for better or worse for the next eight minutes you get this uh 
Rock song that doesn't feel long. I don't know. It doesn't feel like eight minutes to me. Do you so this this song is the breath of fresh air. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, the, uh, like thrown back into the lion's den to get ripped apart one more time, maybe. <laughs> like, but, uh, it it make it it makes me uh, think that um, like Lullaby and Fascination Street is like like looking back on your decisions <laughs> that are this song. Yeah. You know, like you're coming up for like a oh, breath yeah. of fresh air, and you're like contemplating, like, like, like what have I done in life? And <laughs> brings you here, spiders and like a yeah. body, like red light district baseline, and you know, and <laughs> like because we were talking about those being breaths of yeah, yeah, I know it's like a fresh air, you know, like this song is the gasp. It is, because it brings you back to life, but it isn't like a fun pop song either. So it's kind of like the weird, you know what I mean? Like, it's like while the, you're drowning, these are the things you're contemplating. Right. Everything leading last, up to this. The last fight or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The disintegration. It is <laughs> like, should I just drown? Yeah. I have been a piece of shit. And this is <laughs> like the whole... Uh, first part of the album is leading up to you know it's yeah. like have i have i been a good person have i been this yeah have i like I this thing that? you keep kind of turning it on the the narrator is doing these horrible things where i definitely see that in some of these songs and this song even too it feels like it just like you're doing it's not a the greatest shit but it's like same deep water as you you definitely feel like the narrator's the victim you know <laughs> where it's like but uh but yeah like just leave you with babies and screaming and all this in yeah. this song where it just like builds and builds but uh yeah i mean like that's again the genius of it where you can take it a billion different ways so it's like however you're feeling i guess you can make whoever the victim or whatever but uh mm. It's pretty rad. I feel like this one definitely throws back to pornography. I've said it a bunch of times, too, where this feels like a modern interpretation of 100 years in a sense. That right. It's very, like, uh, has, like, that kind of sample going through it. And, you know, seems like if they did 100 years 2.0, this is kind of in the same. But still different, you know, and definitely not regurgitated by any means, but, like, just in the same not vein. Yeah. And, uh just really cool rock song, and I just love the way it builds and gets into the fucking screaming by the end. It's definitely a hard one to sing. You can even tell from <laughs> from like uh, that Atlanta show after we saw him in Charlotte that he, they played that at this one and like some of the later ones. It's one of the few times you'll see like clips online or whatever too of like where even Robert doesn't make it a lot of the times. Like when it gets into the screaming part in the yeah. end of the song, he just kind of like bows out and he just like starts talking the words and it seems a little <laughs> awkward where it's like oh shit but i mean you know totally yeah <laughs> totally understandable it's like fucking eight minutes long and like intense but uh so it's yeah, like that have a song where it's like he could duplicate this later yeah like, i'd rather have like the passion on the fucking wax. yeah for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah so, uh, this was a weird one because it is so like 
again the poetic nonsense and just like that yeah. whole like jagged like I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about but it, he means it and I feel it and we're all on board but like <laughs> what the fuck yeah I looked up there's one of those like songmeaning.com websites which is always fun just for like goofy seeing people's interpretations and this <laughs> one like of, of, of any song I've looked up on there this one was like the most like device everyone's like well clearly it's just a breakup song other people are like no it's addiction he's fighting addiction <laughs> which is always like every cure song is just like everyone just assumes it's addiction or breakups which probably is a safe bet who knows but but um that he's and a uh, str- yeah <laughs> clearly he's a cutter and struggles with fame which is the obvious from our main theme uh but yeah and you know it's meant to be all those some people have said so it makes sense. if i were to post there mm-hmm. i would say the song is about like relationships in time yeah like just all the different aspects mm-hmm. of relationship and time and that's that's Everyone. why this record still catches me as i age because i'm realizing <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, that's the concept that's the title track man i'm so fucking <laughs> And we're all there. That's how the end always is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. We all fucking die in the end. So <laughs> we all disintegrate after we're dead. Yeah. I mean, you can take it on so many levels, but it's like. It's beautiful. It's beautifully yeah. done. Like, because that's a heavy, like, everyone thinks about that. Yeah. Like, whether you want to realize it or not, you think about the impact of time, mm-hmm. what it is. Is it relationships with people? Is it relationships with yourself? Like, it's this shit gets heavy and um, it paints a beautiful portrait of that. Yeah, for sure. All the and, and it's hard and to sum up. It's that shit's hard to sum up too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I feel like it's hard to even just try to say something because it is like such a human emotion in the song and all. It all comes back to breaking apart again, I guess, like he says. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's it's like the Big really, Bang. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's how it rolls. And yeah, I don't know. It's how it rolls. <laughs> and it's weird, though, because it, it is so, like, it cuts the line where it doesn't ever feel too aggressive and it doesn't feel too, like, he's building towards that, you know? Like, it's just such a, again, like, the pacing on pace. all these songs. Yeah, like, it's all just, like so feels so natural and like when it gets to that point it feels like your your blood's ready to boil a little bit but then yeah there's tension and there's no tension at the same time yeah that's just (laughs) you're tense (laughs) best album ever all right sorry we're not at the final (laughs) review yet all right we're in the closing action now good people this is where the album takes a drastic uh i always compare it to the english class charts of the the climax the falling action (laughs) and then the resolution and this is definitely the falling action if not the resolution here homesick beautiful piano part um i feel like this was always my most expendable one i always felt like it's cool fits the album yeah you love this one no go on yeah Um, i do but it didn't help when i read the roger thing that he said uh 
this was the closest one to any kind of Lowell demo idea that he brought to the table, and we, <laughs> and we only picked it so Lowell wouldn't feel bad. Of course, he would say that. He was yeah. replacing him. And then he said, "Roger and I basically," or he said, "Roger, Roger said Simon and I basically rewrote it though, and all the cool parts are." Like, and then after they, he just said, "Nobody rewrote their other people's shit," so I don't know. But, uh, and but this song is his only credit. Yeah, I was like, uh, no, nah, he's credited in the whole album. Like, that's what's sad is that he he gets a co-write on all these. But, uh, but yeah, so apparently it was stemmed off a little idea at least. Roger and Simon, he said, came up with like the keys part and the like you know cool bass line, which is like the whole song basically. The but um, <laughs> <laughs> like that piano part is like the whole song. But but I like it, you know. It's like the it's weird because I feel like the lyrics and vocals almost get a little Harold and Joe Club America where he gets his wh- wacky piggy in the mirror voice a little where he's all like stuck in honey, honey, cling to me. So it's just like total like, totally. mumbly lyric voice, but like yeah. there's none of that anywhere else on the album. It's a little weird that it's there, but uh, but I, it's cool lyrics again once you actually read damn. them. It's like, sorry. What were you saying? No, no, go ahead. Was <laughs> I rambling too much? <laughs> yeah, just like but, uh, I like I like the song. I always feel like this is when the record gets back into some shit. Yeah, yeah. Shit. And uh, and I like it. where it's, it is kind of like confusing. Like he sounds confused. That's why he's all like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um because thematically it makes sense where like in the story of a relationship where you're going to be like, "Oh god, like just dumb and stupid and you make no sense, and then I feel like the song is that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's like, yeah, we're just one more go, kind of like, all right, I'm definitely almost like the drunken kind of vocals almost make sense because it's like him pulling like, his you shit wake together. Up in, and <laughs> when you yeah. wake up in the morning and you're just like, what did I do? I went yeah. to Fascination <laughs> Street. Fuck like, me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All same deep water shit really happened. I was like, "Oh no, is there spiders somewhere? (laughs) Somebody (laughs) dressed as a giant spider?" But this uh, is the song. This is what that is. Yeah, I can see that. And yeah, like the ultimate (laughs) come down from disintegration. The song anyway, too. It's just like, "Oh fuck!" But uh, because like disintegration is like, did I just do some speed? Yeah. (laughs) Shit. Well, then perfectly segues into Untitled, unless you had any more to add to Homesick. But Mm -hmm. um, perfect closer, I feel like, the album going into, I think, which will be in our final thoughts so much that the idea of concept of disintegration being way more of a concept than I ever imagined as a kid. But I feel like even if you really want to be a nerd, disintegrates so bad that they can't even name the last song. (laughs) It's like it's just fading out into the last. Maybe that's a bit of a stretch. I don't know. But uh um, but yeah, for like, whatever what reason, what else can you say? Yeah, it's, like there's nothing what left that to song's say. Called. Exactly, because like even you like the, never quite. Like, it, it's the up word. to you. Yeah, I've, I've said it all at this Ooh. point. It's up to you. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, perfect closer. I feel like and just ends oh. perfectly with the disintegrating in the sense of like stagger exit. You know, especially live when they do it and they just like one at a time they all leave the stage and. Just fucking keep stripping it down. It's like the actual fucking song is disintegrating too. It's genius. It but, is. Um, 
And it touches lyrically on like every core concept of the cure and Robert Smith in general of regret, loss, all that. <laughs> it's, it's like one of my fucking butter. favorite songs. Like yeah. it's so pretty. It, like the way it comes in and the way it goes out and the yeah. drum beat is one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, like I play that like all the time it's like just like a little warm up like to get my brain in like a drum machine yeah kind of sense like all right i'm, I'm gonna play things on time and blah, 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 and that song is perfect for it because mm-hmm. it's just like two like the drum beat is just like kind of two parts and the whole song is just yeah like two it's or three crazy. parts like <laughs> it's fucking insane and it says everything it's like so much of this album it's just like yeah you just like have that core like two chords of pictures of you you know it goes back to that and it's like damn how can you get so much emotion out of like two blocks you know <laughs> yeah it's so weird and but, to uh, sum up all of that with such a simple thing yeah is and 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 like to dismount <laughs> from mm-hmm. something <laughs> difficult beautifully is half your score Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. The perfect landing. I mean, this is like, <laughs> yeah. if this just fizzled out, I mean, I've seen things where people argue it should have just ended with disintegration, but I feel like that would have been too harsh of it. I mean, you could have done it that way. That's that half the journey. Yeah. It's just like, you got to have that, that like ease out and then like final fucking epic last scene, you know, which is untitled, you, you know? And it's like, yeah, you can't go in harsh and just like, eh. yeah, that's some. Um, it's some millennial shit there, man. <laughs> Probably. <Yeah. laughs> Who knows? I don't know who said that, but uh, but I yeah, love millennials. Man, fucking millennials. But, no, but, I really uh, do like millennials. I'm not <laughs> millennial shaming. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But um, do you think they get this album? Are they into it? Are the kids? I don't know. Really getting in it? I don't know, man. They I guess will. As we segue into our final thoughts. I hope they so. absolutely will. Like this record is undeniable. Yeah. Like, like you mean, can't not like this spans generate. This will be around forever, and yeah. everyone there'll be people. Not everyone, but there'll be people well, that I will feel, love this. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like even if you don't like it or want to listen to it, you gotta respect it. It definitely should fall in everybody that knows or cares anything about music's like realm right i mean don't you think that's a fairly safe umbrella to put over it's like well yeah even if i mean there's plenty of great classic rock albums i could give two shits for but i still respect that they're there and i'm glad that they're were made or whatever you know and it's like totally dude. hopefully people fucking are smart enough and kids know that this is there if you they could, should choose that avenue <laughs> you could take anyone not anyone but you could take a lot of people and just like yo come over to my house Nice meal. Oh, look, my stereo. Here's yeah. disintegration. Do you want to smoke some weed? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and play disintegration. And they'll be like, that was fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, nobody's undeni- gonna... it's undeniable. Like, and at the bare minimum, nobody's going to be like, what is this shit we've been listening to? <laughs> you know, nobody's ever going to say that, I would hope. I mean, just a complete jackass, but I mean. I don't know. So that's good. That's reassuring, right? So <laughs> this record's, this record's but, beautiful. Yeah. Like, with its faults, 
you know. I think it's the greatest album ever recorded, which I know is a bit. <laughs> I'll probably right. just narrow it down to other people's perspectives, saying it's my favorite album ever recorded. <laughs> but How dare yeah, you deny me? I think everybody should should admit it's the best album recorded. But um, do you and, think less and, of people if they don't like this record? No, not at all. If they don't like it, yeah. I don't think less of people if they like another Cure record more, but <laughs> but I definitely if they somebody said Disintegration sucks or just I don't like it first I'd be like, well, do you like a different Cure album? And if they said no, then I'd just be like, you're completely you're dumb, whatever. Not like dumb, but I just like whatever. I mean, just I don't know. People don't like the Cure, and I respect them, so I, I don't even know if that's true. Just... But on a certain level, I, yeah, I lost a little bit of credibility. Sorry, <laughs> or at least it's more this. They would, they should fucking know not to say that to me. You know, <laughs> like, like if they cared you know anything about they what I thought, know what now. it's like don't say that to me, man. You know, you're just fucking. Do you know with me. I am? <laughs> like, don't, it's like just saying you fucking hate your mother. It's like what? <laughs> Fuck you, you, piece of shit. Why would you say that to me? <laughs> they just pretend to like it for five minutes. I'm not gonna make you listen you to the whole thing. <laughs> Jeez. But anyway, off track. But <laughs> but um, you you probably would say it's your favorite Cure album, right? You've probably gone on record saying Faith or Pornography a little more, maybe, or is it yeah, your favorite? I, w- I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it, um, it's in my top three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's always other than, it? like sans a few songs like okay. it's. It's the perfect. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Like it's it's one of the perfect like. I don't know. It's just one of the perfect Cure records. Yeah, I mean it's it's and it's funny to me. Like, would you feel like? I feel like it pairs. Everyone always compares it because of the trilogy thing, I guess, to pornography and maybe the reference in Last Dance and stuff. But like, it definitely feels more like faith to me than pornography. Just that weird wash over everything and. Like maybe you know what I mean? Do you think it feels more pornography than faith, or either? There's, I I think it ties into both because there's yeah. like, if you take like the song disintegration, right? Like that would be so on pornography. True. Yeah, you I know. guess if you did kind of mash them up because they are both shorter albums and stuff, and this is like Cure doing everything times a billion at this point. <laughs> so yeah, yeah like, I guess. So you're saying, like, w- would those songs take away, like, do yeah. they take away um, from making it a record like Faith or Pornography, you know? Yeah. And they do. And that's, and, then, and I think that's why it doesn't get compared to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. But, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> I don't know. Final thoughts, then, I guess. <laughs> I just personally think it's like 12 perfectly placed songs. We've mentioned the high points and low points that carry over a little bit better, but I think they're like, and I've even said in past episodes, no wasted notes, no wasted tracks. There really is a rare exception where even the B-sides, which I love, I don't think yeah. I'd swap any of them in. I think they just pulled out all the right fucking moves. I made and notes I think- of that, too, of like... um I, I don't think I would swap any out as much as I hate some of the songs on it. I wouldn't yeah. change it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel like the whole package, like everything just aligned, you know, like his perception of what the band needed to do, the songwriting, the skill level of the band and who was in the band at the time. I think 
It's unfortunate with the lullness that we didn't really get a chance to tap into, but you know, everyone read the book, you'll know what's up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's just a very fucking beautiful, pretty, cohesive album. And like the most important takeaway I feel like that we touched on is that it isn't just the album too. 20 fucking nine years we've been listening to this. So there's gotta be something to it. And I think it really is the essence of like what you as a listener bring into the album. I think it's a masterpiece in itself, but like you actually have to contribute or not contribute to it to, to get a mood out of it. You can, like we said, put it on at a party and have a fucking great time, or you can just fucking put it on after a breakup and go to the bottom of the well, you know? And it's it's like, up to you with what you take away from it. Yeah. Like, and not every great album does that, you know? Sometimes not it's just every a person fun... does that. No. <laughs> well, a lot of people ignore things. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of its strength falls in that, where it's like you can just latch on to the singles and maybe that's enough for you with this album in the right moment. Or like that third uh, bass six <laughs> guitar part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that melody's sweet. Just I don't in. like anything else in this song, but that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So I don't know. I think and there's some someone like someone somewhere. It's like I wish the synth bass sh- uh, wash could be louder. Yeah, I'm sure there it. is. <laughs> like there's always even in that record, there's someone wanting something more from it, and I. And everyone, I think, wants something more from this record, and it's so good. And that's what makes it so good. It's like staring at a painting. Mm-hmm. It's like reading a fucking short story where it's so concise and just beautiful. Like, yeah. that's what makes it a fucking work of art. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's fucking stunning. It's stunning. I, I use that word lightly. I know it's stunning and it's strange yeah because all the praise just seems like generic praise but it's it really is all those things and and makes you a better or worse person after (laughs) listening (laughs) and and, and it's up to you where you want to fucking take it that's that's art (laughs) it is be a be observant or not yes But I can't say more about it, man. Yeah, I think it's we covered beautiful. it, man. <laughs> we did it. Oh, where do we go from here? Where does the band go from here? Time will tell. But uh, thank <laughs> you for listening this long and sticking in there with us listeners. And uh, we, of course, yeah. want to hear your perspectives, too. There's so many damn perspectives with this album. But we will, we will want to hear everybody's. So feel free to chime in and... Uh, I'm well, not going to chime in. Fuck nah, you guys. We've said <laughs> enough, I think. <laughs> so subscribe on iTunes and check out the social media, Facebook pages, Instagram. It's all out there. And uh, drop us some emails if you want to do some shit off the record or if you're highly offended. But uh, otherwise, we're winded, man. This is like running a marathon. <laughs> Fuck me, man. <laughs> Fucking bad boys painting. <laughs> Oh, I need some water. (laughs) Where's my dog bowl? (laughs) Catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Greatest album ever. Kids from South Park said it best. (laughs) All right, talk talk hard. hard.